it's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben's Bunani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it here. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. I'm fed up of your white Christmas. Basically, it's all we're ever shown. Where your chicken isn't seasoned And your children barely listen And you watch EastEnders through the night I'm fed up of your white Christmas I too have complaints I'd love to write Cause you're wrong and you're feisty and bright But the caucasity is simply cause you're white You are singing, singing the vibrato, everything. <laughs> I think you just wanted to remind people that you could actually sing small. Small, small. Because small, small. <laughs> they needed to hear that. Oh, my God. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I'm glad. <laughs> wow, what a week. What a week it has Ooh, been. A week of caucasity, a week as always. of caucasious behaviour. Wow. Anyway, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us for another week. It is me, Kalechi, in a place to be. And me, Sedi. Yes, yes, yes. And welcome to SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, Suck Your Mum. But um, yeah, you know, the song was just inspired by all the Sainsbury's and Tesco hickey hagger. The white Christmases. White Christmases. This doesn't represent me. Well, we'll get into that shortly. Is this England still? (laughs) That was my favourite one. (laughs) Where is it then, homie? Someone said, okay, now show us a British version. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I have got to give it to them. Sometimes these racists are creative. Are they funny, though? (laughs) Like, the the hatred and the humour that they can come out with from that hatred is is mind-blowing. Hmm. I'm I'm impressed. I'm truly impressed. But um, yeah. What's your week been like? My week has been really slow. Lockdown is killing me again. Oh, oh god. Um, and then today, obviously, we've heard about how um they're going to introduce tougher a tougher tier system when we're out of lockdown. So basically, you were kind of right. So like they're gonna like open lift the lockdown mm. and they're gonna put us into like mad restrictions so it's basically going to be a lockdown until march until spring yeah so um yeah it's just been slow and boring i think i feel like everyone else has has been slow and boring if anyone said they had an exciting week 
Oh, unless you were, you were in Dubai. I was literally going to say unless that. Unless you were oh. in Dubai. Because I don't know if it's just me. My whole, it's like half of my timeline, Dubai, Dubai, Dubai. Yeah. And you lot have been there for weeks. I don't know what is going on. I they feel just like I missed want, the memo. No, that's what gets me. Yeah. Like, how am I not part of the in crowd? Like, Clubhouse took me a second to join. Dubai, nobody told me. But even if they told me, well, what is my business? It's not like I'm going. But at least Sh- I would have liked to know yes, that that was the motive. Like, that what is the group chat where you guys decided that Dubai is where we're all going? I don't know. And then even when you guys were fighting on the plane in Dubai, I want to fight on the plane in who Dubai. Fought, who fought on the plane in Dubai? Um, you didn't see? No. Tion Wayne, he's like a, a rapper, I think. And um, uh, Heady One, Heady One's really good. You know, he did the, he has a new album out, Princess Cuts. No. no Princess Cuts, my baby. No. Okay, no. fine. But anyways, <laughs> Heady One, Heady One and Tion Wayne, they were fighting in the economy class on the plane. <laughs> Sorry. You're I a rich, you're a rich no, 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 individual no, no. because that economy class. No, no, no. <laughs> Do you know why? Do you know why? I shouldn't even mention the economy because me, me, I'll fly economy. If they said that you have to stand up to get £100 tickets on the flight, I will stand up. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. I will go the cheapest, cheapest. However, these people sing about, you know, you, you, you're being rich, you can go and buy a watch, you can go and buy this. <laughs> you fighting in economy was not the one. And they, were fight, they were fighting. The girls fighting. are fighting. The girls were fighting, like, really, really bad. So... Um. Yeah. No. So I want to be fighting on a plane. Do you get what I mean? I want to be. I want to be spontaneous. I want to be living life like like everyone else. Do you get what I mean? Audrey Garner's finest has really been enjoying. Like I've been living. She? She's in Dubai. Okay. I've been living like vicariously through her stories. Like wig laid, looking cute, serving cleavage, like um, and eating in all of these gorgeous places. Like I feel like because Audrey's um um Audrey is Aries son i don't know her other placements but she's airy son and i'm aries rising and i feel like that element of us loves eating out and like having a great time and looking cute and she was just serving so i really enjoyed that's what it's about that's really what it's about i think i don't want to start you know you know placing genders on who should who should be enjoying dubai and more than who but i just feel like women definitely enjoy dubai more than men yes and i say that because you know you know if you're going there you know guys should be buying you food they should be buying you drinks and all yeah. of that you guys should be enjoying so um it's just expensive for guys really so i don't know i just for me i don't feel any sort of attraction to dubai mm. but i would have really really wanted to fight on the plane don't go and prophesy that and and bring that into your consciousness (laughs) boy before it happens happens. but um now i want to go to dubai so i can go to cheesecake factory well you're not missing out on cheesecake factory i've been to the one twice in um la and it's really is cheesecake factory is actually kind of shit i think the only one i've been to is in atlanta but that was years ago the only thing i remember from atlanta that i really enjoyed was Publix, the supermarket they've got some great fried chicken yeah Oh, okay. They've I got great fried it. chicken and some like um, ready to go cocktails. Factory is so overrated. They're one of them places, yeah. And you know, I, I hate places that do everything. Yeah. Because if you do everything, you're not good at everything. Yes. Yes. Cheesecake Factory is that they do everything. They do steak. They do burger. They do all of this, all of that. Whatever you order, shit. Um, Red Lobster's nice. I red like Lobster, their, I like Red Lobster. I like their biscuits. Their cheesy biscuits. Yes, I like that. I like I like KFC's biscuits. Have you tried? KFC's yeah, uh, yeah. I think KFC's biscuits are nice. I don't know. Popeyes didn't bang in. New York the way that it banged when I was living in Atlanta. I feel like Popeye's chicken made my throat bleed. <laughs> Seriously. I don't know. Maybe it was the, the, the branch that I went to or whatever, but I've never tasted chicken so dry. <laughs> Their chicken is coarse. Oh fam. my God. It is it coarse. Literally, I felt it stab my throat. White meat or dark meat? Well... What does or, that mean? Um, So white meat is uh, breast and dark meat is like uh, leg... Oh right, okay. Yeah, yeah so yeah. 
yeah so i don't i don't like white meat <laughs> anyway uh... <laughs> pause <laughs> but um yeah i feel like i'm getting ever closer like the spirits have had enough of me the ancestors have had enough and oh, no. i have to give up meat and flesh sometime soon really? and i yeah and it's so sad it's so hard to say goodbye <laughs> to eat and stay <laughs> now if the ancestors told me that i have to stop eating meat i wouldn't answer their calls anymore because my thing is i have a bondage i'm in bondage with meat and i need these gains so i don't know no, it's so it's so weird how it is. It's like literally, I I think and I think and I think about like before I could just like eat my chicken wings and mind my business. Now it's just like those are the wings of a chicken, girl. Psh, boy, <laughs> That's you, you're on your own, Sha. Sorry to that you chick. You are on your own. Um, but yeah, it's just it's being louder and louder because I kept getting these messages, like um, readings. I had a reading from this uh, uh, woman. That I met on Clubhouse, actually, um, Jasmine. And yeah, I, I was in one of her astrology reading room, not astrology, a card, one of her rooms when she was doing a card pool, general card reading. And she was, it just hit different. I was just like, all right, let me book with her. Uh, she's based in Philly. And we did it via Zoom. And, you know, the same message, even before she did that, when I pull cards for myself, it's the same thing. Like you're coming to the end of um, a stage in your life. You're stepping into new things, new blessings. You have to be ready to let go of the old. And I was just like, what are you on about? Mm. Um, and then it kind of, when I took a moment of stillness, it was just like, yeah, babe. It, it, yeah, it's you've got to give up that meat, girl. That's why we're bringing people into your life to show you the vegan way. But I don't think that I'm going to be going vegan. I think that, I'll just be doing veggie, you know, vegetarian, you know, here. I don't even have dairy, so I don't even know what I'm what I'm playing around with, really. But I just want to give myself the option if I want to have, like, mac and cheese. Like, I want that option to still... Like, you can't take everything away from me. Like, <laughs> let me move in stages. But they're not even letting me move in stages because I was proper, like, um, negotiating. And I was like, what, what about... <laughs> if I do one year as like a pescatarian, as a transition into that. And I promise you, it was so audible when they were like, does a fish not bleed? Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, oh. Fair enough. Oh, okay. Well, all right then. If, you, if you're going to be like that, <laughs> if you're going to be like that. Rude. <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know when it will be, but I think that I've got to leave it in this year. And it's really weird because... You know, I, I like making my stuff, but I honestly, I have to just be truthful with myself and say I don't get any real pleasure really from eating it anymore. I just eat it more now out of habit. So, um, yeah, it's a weird place to, to find yourself. It's a ve very weird space where I haven't actively gone to seek it out. It's just been like, boom, here you go. And it's been creeping up on me for a while. So, yeah. All the best. With, uh, with I mean, Thoughts and prayers. For every, psh, I don't know what to say. I wish you all the best. I just, I just know that that's just not me. Right no, now. and it's imagine like I make amazing fried chicken and meat pies and meat pies. Yeah, it's my favorite. I mean, I'll still continue to like make those things. I don't know how the ancestors feel about that, but I'll still continue to like make them for family. And how and about stuff. for how about for Lev? Th that's what i don't know that's what i don't know but i think that naturally he will have less meat and do you things. think it's right to 
not force a child, but do you think it's right to raise a child as vegetarian? Yeah, I mean, it's kinder to the world. Hmm. Okay. And then they have the choice. I'm, I w- I'm not the kind of parent that would be like, oh my God, I'm so disappointed that you've decided to go and... But it's unlikely. If I mean, if you raise a child vegetarian, it's unlikely that they're going to try meat. I mean, just imagine how that would fuck up their body. Like, imagine being 16 and trying meat for the first time. Does that, <laughs> has any, has, I wonder if anyone has a story like that. That would be interesting to know. I think there are know. quite a few people hmm, that thought that they'll do it for bants and actually they just don't get any... It's just not what their palate's used to. It'd be interesting to know how that works. But, um, okay, fair enough. Because when Lammy... Um, when they decided to give up um, meat and flesh and stuff, um, it was interesting because they just said, oh, I'm, I'm done. And then that was it. That was it. I, that's just and they amazing, haven't, they haven't looked back since. And so when sometimes we go, we go for lunch and stuff and it's funny cause they'll be like, um, <clears throat> um, if because I'd be like, oh, I, I don't know what to choose, and they'd say, well, if I was still eating flesh, I would probably choose. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um. So yeah. So that's. Well, it is what it is. I'll just take it as it comes. You know, I'm not gonna overthink the whole thing. I've got a few recipe books now. Um, for well seasoned vegan foods, um, made by black people. Good. Um. So I'll see how that goes, but. Good. I did try just before. I did try. Um, I, I must have told you about this place called Clutch Chicken. No. Well, my best friend took me to this place called Clutch Chicken. It was probably about a year and a half ago, and he wanted me to try this KFC thing. And I was like, okay, let me just try this KFC thing. These KFC wings, he mm-hmm, called them. Mm-hmm. So I tried it. KFC wings. I was like, yeah, that's 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 nice. And then after I finished eating it, he said to me, "Do you know what you just ate?" I said, "What?" He said, "You just ate cauliflower." I wanted to slap him. <laughs> I wanted to slap him because I was like, hold on. How the cauliflower tastes like chicken? Wow. That's dis- that's deceptive. <laughs> You're laughing. At it. I-, I felt like I was robbed. But that's good to know so that if I now know that that place exists and you enjoyed Yo, it, you enjoyed I it. Enjo- I, f- I was as filled as I was if I was ha- eating. It was freaky. Wow. I was so angry. Wow. So angry. And especially that they would make it in the image of chicken. Yeah. It was very deceptive. Um, I'll probably never go back there again, but I think you should <laughs> you should definitely you should definitely try. It. I'm all about my chicken and I don't like when people like try and trick me into stuff like what you would what yeah. you used to do. I didn't trick you. I was just showing you other options because you're the kind of person that you're set in your ways and if I tell you what the thing is, you'll instantly say you're not having it. So Which is I what Lloyd did. Yeah. <laughs> so if if you're if you're not told what it is, you enjoy it. Look at how you're crunching on cauliflower and you didn't have a clue. It's crazy. Yeah. The only thing is I I'll be careful for me um about all like the tofu based stuff and all of that um stuff because I don't wanna um exacerbate my kind of estrogen levels and then be dealing with uh, fibroids and all of this stuff. Um so yeah just coming up with other options but i've started following like certain black people um there's a guy called jeffrey um who i follow i think akala might be vegan is rich free too vegan i don't know i feel like the actually attractive black men are all vegan (laughs) agenda agenda (laughs) agenda (laughs) this agenda here is not gonna work (laughs) but see when you're finally called to give up you'll see but yeah anyway let's get to tarot because we've really been out here um, doing intro. 
Tarot this week is interesting because I just said, what is the general message for the collective spirit? That was my intention. And the first card that came up is the Eight of Cups. And so the Eight of Cups um, is that energy of um, where you already have something established. Yeah, you've already got something established, but you're leaving for something else. Um, and it's not necessarily to say that you're not going to come back, but it's just the idea of going because there's more for you to step into. And when we look at the fact that Eight of Cups is a minor arcana card, so we're talking about like day-to-day -day energies in your life, right? You're having to leave the day-to-day -day in order to step into the Empress energy. And all of you know that I love the Empress card. And this card um, is the Kaleidodope deck by Crystal Banner. So on it, the Empress is Beyonce. Um, and I don't know if that came out last week but um, it did, it did. Mm -hmm. yeah so it keeps coming back so some some of you might actually be looking at pregnancy um sometime soon so maybe it's a um for you might be a case of you've already got your career set you've established yourself within your field and then now you're wanting to step into that m kind of motherhood um arena or just birth something new is the is the vibe that i'm getting so even if it's not literal pregnancy but some of you really are wanting that you feel like boom i've i've got everything set in my life now i've done everything and I'm, that's not necessarily even to say that you're looking at things in terms of a nuclear family some of you might be like no i actually want to be single and have a child of my own i don't want a partner um i don't mind sperm donors or whatever I, I just don't want that sort of um setup and that's that works for you but whatever it is you've got it established in your mind whether it's your career your mental health your emotional health your physical health um or a culmination of all of it you've got it all sorted now and you're like yes now i'm ready to think about um having a child for others of you it's the fact that you've established yourself within your field you've established yourself you have a greater idea of who you are and what you want now and now you're ready to birth something new you're ready to step into creating something maybe it's a new project um a new career a new pathway um that you want to explore um but then then the next card is the fool in reverse you're not going ahead with it you're kind of when we look at the Kaleidodope deck, yeah, we see Kanye because this person's wearing some wayward Yeezys and um, they're about to do a bungee jump um, when it's upright. But up, when it's um, upside down, when it's in reverse, you're stalling on doing the thing. You're stalling on doing the thing because why? The nine of swords in reverse is what's come out here. So I feel like you're stalling on doing the thing because you're worried about um loss you're worried about what if i do it and it fails or what if i do it and for instance like if it was we're talking about children right what if i attempt to have a child and it doesn't go my way or what if i find out that i can't or what if like i i i might not end up being a good mother or a good parent like what does that what does that mean um, for you, for those of you who are thinking about it in a more like career based sense that like you're wanting to trans um, transition into something new, you're like, oh, but what if it flops or what if it doesn't do as well as I hope it would? The reason the nine of swords is in reverse is because it's literally bullshit. Like you're just bullshitting yourself out of doing something that you your whole heart wants to do. Like the only um, um, 
upright cards that you've got are the fact that you've got the eight of cups upright you've got the empress upright which means that it's the right thing it's the right path for you to be following and then you've got fall in reverse nine of swords in reverse because you're now not doing it because you're like oh but what if it doesn't work or what if i end up heartbroken or what if i end up distraught what if it doesn't go my way so fucking what the thing about life is that even when things don't go our way they go away and then you've just got to go down that path you know you've got to go down that path and figure it out and always remember that nothing is set in stone even if you start going down a particular path and you're like oh this isn't right for me you always have the option to go another way you always have the option and i was watching something the other day i can't remember what it was but it was saying like don't pray pray to just not just for the fact that you want to be going in a direction that, oh, yay, look, I've been moving, but you are moving in the wrong direction. Pray that whenever you move, however, whichever the pace it is that you're moving at, that you're moving on in alignment with your right path. That is the most important thing for you, not how fast you're going. So you've really got to take that leap. You've got to take that leap of faith, like the um, the full card. You've got to take that leap of faith and understand that even if you face some obstacles along the way, everything will be fine because you're you're stepping into a new version of you and whatever you're creating is needed in this world, is needed at this time. And you will find the kind of tribe to help you with that. So then the I've got a, a few new cards this week. I bought a few new decks that I mentioned last week. And one of the decks is called Heal Your Damn Self. Um, it's really cute. So you don't get a booklet with it. Um, in the pack you just get the cards and then you you've got this kind of uh, pdf thing that you download and you can read what the things are so the card that you've got from the heal yourself um heal your damn self um deck is like attracts like and it says here the situation you are inquiring about is in response to the universal law of attraction everything has energy our thoughts actions words and motives hold energy once released they send a request to the universe to receive the same vibration in return the people places and things in your life are acting as reflection of the vibration you are sending out into the world the reflections are neither good or bad and always allows the opportunity to shift to a higher vibration another way should you desire if you are satisfied with your surroundings that is a beautiful thing and you should keep doing what you're doing however if you would like to alter the situation simply visualize yourself living the life you desire feel it with your being raise your vibration by speaking positivity into your life and do things that feed your spirit be the person you want to be around or in a relationship with a shift in perspective will change the world around faster than you think um and that's you know that that kind of you know, affirms the message that we're saying here, like all of this worrying that you're doing about, but what if it doesn't go my way? What if I leave and, and it doesn't work out the way that I want? Yeah, it might not work out the way that you want, but I promise you'll work out the way that you need. So you've you've just got to trust yourself with that. Um, Just grabbing my thing here. And then we, um, the next deck that I bought is the Wisdom of the Oracle deck. And I think I've read from this one from last week. But you've got card 52. Let me just see what she says. Um, this is by Co uh, Colette Baron-Reed. Um, 52 says... Mending. 
forgiveness, making amends, healing after arguments. The message is each time we are hurt and allow the hurt to pass through us without understanding and integration, we accumulate um, an unwanted burden. This keeps us chained to the very things we need to heal. The pain, the memories, the echoes of resentment and the arguments that we rehearse over and over. Now is the time for mending rifts, healing wounds and letting go of the um, old hurts in order to reclaim your power. Now is the time to forgive, to release, to make peace and to make amends uh, to others. Set yourself free. Um, and there's a relationship message here. So I just think I'll read it. It says here, um, you've come to a place where forgiveness is necessary if you're to move forward. Separate or together you and the other person are still experiencing the effects of a hurt that is impacting everything you do even if you're not aware of it the energy needs to clear what must you do to bridge this gap closing your heart is not the answer you have the power to heal this wound ask yourself what would love do only good will come of forgiveness and an honest redress and in terms of prosperity because i was talking to some of you about korea Everyone makes mistakes, especially when you want something very badly. You may come to realise that in chasing after a pretty shiny thing, you lost sight of long-term sustainable prosperity. Sometimes you make choices that look good at first, but ultimately lead to loss or failure. It's time to forgive yourself and others. Don't blame anyone else. You get to start again, wiser and more mature. The journey to true abundance can be bumpy. Make amends to anyone you may have hurt along the way, especially yourself. Forgive those who may have taken advantage of you. Let go and learn from this. You are now much closer to achieving the kind of prosperity that really fulfills you. Nothing is ever lost or wasted when you view it from this perspective. Oh, a word. And then you've also got card number 27 from this as well. And it says here... Um, you're get you're entering into a productive and enriching time when all manner of opportunities are being offered to you. You have everything you need to seize them, Empress Energy. Yet in order to honour them, you must put in the time, Empress Energy again, that pre pregnancy energy, that incubation period. Exchange your experience um, and skills and commit heart and soul to what you're choosing to pursue. You can do it. You have what it takes to be successful if you align with the law of giving and receiving. You must engage in a dance of give and take, push and pull, doing and being. If you let fear guide your choices, nine of swords in reverse, you will uh, could deplete yourself or create an imbalance. This is not the time to, um, of just do, do, do. Use your currency wisely and be mindful of the value others bring to your life um yeah i'll read what it says for the relationship and prosperity because i read the other one it says here for relationship love is an exchange of life force energy between two beings it grows exponentially when it's reciprocated you must give and receive in order to love for love to flourish and abundance to flow between you spirit wants you to start accepting all the blessings waiting for you as well as um, offer the same gift in return open your heart and allow it to be filled let love in and let it flow out of you too. Love is truly yours. Um, prosperity, it says, all your hard work and efforts, your commitment to learning, creating and spending your time wisely pays and um, pay off in ways you may not have been anticipating. The gifts of yourself, your time, your ideas and the energy of your intentions are being reciprocated by the universe which is sending you signs and signals, aligning synchronistic meetings and opportunities to bring you success and more. Everything is an exchange. Keep doing what you're doing. Goodwill comes back tenfold. That's like the next, you've got, you pulled a card for yourself before. That sounds like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. Generosity. Yep. And then the final card is from the um, Postcards from Spirit card deck that I bought. Again, that's by Colette Baron reed I don't know why I've been buying all her decks. It's not like I know her like that. Her new favourite. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it says here, uh, Dear you, there is always more than one side to an argument. Two sides, if not more, to every story. And hundreds of ways to be right, be different, be at odds, and so on. Today, we suggest that instead of looking for differences, you find a meeting place of agreement and approach this experience with understanding and compassion. Seek common ground to understand how another person thinks or how an alternate plan might be laid. Stay out of judgment too. Observe, discern, but accept that others have different stories, experiences and journeys. And some people might refuse to remain open to another's point of view. No matter what, you've been presented with a great opportunity to explore a new way of doing things. Once common ground is reached, you're attracting people and situations that enrich your life and bring you wonderful things to learn. We love you so much. Mm. Yeah, so those are the messages. Some serious messages for the people. Yeah, I feel I like... I like those postcard ones. The, the design, everything. Yeah, the postcard ones are really pretty. And whenever I pull them for myself, they're so um, so accurate and so... They're just loving. You know, it's, it's just nice to have loving, affirming messages, and which is what they are. So I really enjoy that. So big up yourself, Colette Baron-Reed, for creating such great cards. She um, needs to come on the pod one day. Well, yeah, you know... That would be nice. <laughs> that would be very nice. So, yeah, that's it for the um, reading. I feel like I should probably just say as well for the reading that it seems like some of you are arguing because there's so many argument cards that came out or so many advice, so much advice for arguments. The girls are fighting. The girls are fighting. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like that now has to be the name of this yeah, episode. The girls are fighting. The girls are seriously fighting. And you, you know, whoever it is, whether it's a um, relationship in terms of um, um, romantic relationships or friendships you have to dead it you know i've got that episode of the podcast that says are forgiven for what um in this situation it feels strongly like you've got to let go of whatever it is that's making your heart heavy because that is keeping that you know that resentment is keeping a cord between you and the other person you have to break that cord to truly be free so there are youtube videos that you can watch about cord cutting because like the cards say like everything in this life is energy right and when you are um in relation with people, whether it be friendships or romantic, intimate relationships, whatever, when you are in relationship with people, energy is exchanged. So even when the relationships are severed, especially when they're severed um, in a manner that um, is quite traumatic, that energy is still palpable. That energy still kind of stays, you know. So even though the physical relationship has ended, the energetic relationship continues. This is why, you know, some people talk about, oh, it's when I've started living my best life that this ex shows up out of the blue because energy, energy. So bad energy, stay far away. <laughs> so you so you have to take time to really meditate and pray and cut you know, cut that, you know, end that energetic cycle, free yourself of that so you can move forward, so you can move forward and not have that sort of energetic burden. So maybe that's an extra message for some of you, man, that needed it. Uh, so yeah, anyway, let's um, take a break here before Share Your Magnificence and big up the show sponsors who this week is Skillshare. Be right back. So thanks to Skillshare for sponsoring this week's episode. Um, 
you it seems like a lot of you really enjoy Skillshare and you're really doing bits on the site so I'm very very happy about that um for those who don't know Skillshare Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people so you can explore new skills and you can deepen your existing passions and just generally get lost in being creative and we see like so many conversations happening online and um it's, you know we my um Sadiq and I were talking about even being on Clubhouse and seeing everyone interacting with each other networking and things like that so like more than ever with so many different aspects of what we're doing um your voice is more essential than ever the things that you have to bring into the world is more essential than ever so you can explore classes that may help you express what you're feeling through creative self-discovery uh, skillshare they offer creative classes designed for real life and all the circumstances that come with it so the lessons can help you to stay inspired express yourself and also introduce you to a community um, community of millions of people so um I've been looking at their um the classes that are available and I still feel like um my favorite would be the plants at home to uplift your spirit and your space that's taught by Christopher Griffin aka plant queen um yeah I'm I'm going to I'm I'm seeing so many aesthetic things with like plants or there and I really want to join people and be in the plant gang but I just don't want to kill it so maybe that would be a good class for me to take um so yeah, you can um you can choose various classes. Um they Skillshare offers membership with meaning with so much to explore, real projects to create and support of fellow creatives as well. Um so basically it's empowering you to accomplish real growth and it's a great way to refresh your creativity and explore but beyond what your usual area of focus would be. So break up your routine with spontaneous acts of creativity, explore workshops, classes and more. So um to do that, join skillshare.com slash S-Y-M. That's S-K-I-L-L-S-H-A-R-E dot com forward slash S-Y-M. And the first thousand people to use the link will get a free trial of Skillshare premium membership. So receive free access to thousands of classes for a limited time. Be one of the first 1,000 to sign up at skillshare.com um, slash S-Y-M, that's S-K-I-L-L-S-H-A-R-E dot com forward slash S-Y-M and go get your life. Anyway, let's get to Share Your Magnificence. So first letter for Share Your Magnificence says, Hi Kalechi, I'm a long time listener of your podcast and find it the perfect start to the week. From the readings to Sadiq's guessing of the songs, it gives me so much life. Thank you so much for making um, an, such an unapologetically brilliant podcast. I wanted to share the magnificence of my girlfriend, Sharifa. She's a tireless activist for black lives and specifically black queer lives and has done so much work in elevating black female voices in football in Bristol and the Southwest and co-founding an organization for queer black and brown people people to meet and socialize called Kiki. This year has been incredibly tough for her, what with Black Lives Matter and having to engage daily with the ignorance of white people online and in real life. She's also had health issues which have led her to become immune compromise, um, immunocompromised for the next few months. Um, despite all of this, she has been determined to increase the representation of dark skinned, curvy black women and has began modelling alongside her activism. She's such a determined, brilliant human who is emotionally so genu um, generous, but also knows how to set boundaries for herself and find moments of queer black joy in order to keep her magnificence going. 
she loves listening to your podcast and actually um, was who recommended it to me. I'm so grateful to know and love her and thought that her excellence deserved to be given a shout out. Um, shout out. Thank you so much for making every Monday morning so much better. Have a lush week, Izzy. Um, thank you. Two slaps on your chest, Sharifa. Doing all of the things. All of the things. Hmm. In, in Bristol? In Bristol. Where is Bristol? Southwest. You know that makes it harder for me. <laughs> so use, because I know where Liverpool is. So use Liverpool. Liverpool's northwest. Okay, just go back to what you were saying. <laughs> thanks, Izzy. I feel like everyone, all they know me for is guessing songs. <laughs> I've built, I've built such a reputation for myself. Gosh. No, it's wonderful the work that you're doing, Sharifa. And I, this has been such a very challenging year for so many people. And I'm just sending you all of the love and thank you for supporting the podcast and thank you, Izzy, for writing in. I appreciate you both and just keep being the the baby people that you are um just genuinely love to see it i freaking love to see it the baby people the ba- that. <laughs> here we go oh oh there is um your request you see you put out a request to the universe no. <laughs> you put a request to the universe and you get what you <laughs> asked for right no no yeah so nominating my man sadiq for sure <laughs> oh my god i'm blushing um listen i'm on my morning walk and this cold is killing my fingers so i can't type for long but sadiq is my nomination for this week reasons you are funny as fuck you constantly get the songs wrong (laughs) you listen and don't interrupt our queen when she's spitting facts you are sensitive okay um I will continue this email when I get home. But in case I forget, please tell our Sadiq that he is well loved and adored. Oh, wow. Um, a, fire breather, um, um, disciple of Shulamith Firestone. Um, oh, um, look, I put my phone back in my pocket and my guy s- said to season the cookies. Listen, Sadiq, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. I mean, do you know what? I'm not, I don't like to act all difficult, but it is a shame that I had to ask for it. <laughs> oh, gosh! But I'm really happy. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm, I'm really happy. Thank you so much. That's it doesn't so nice. stop there. Oh. Yeah, another one. Another one? Yeah, an SYM nom for Sadiq. <laughs> no way. <laughs> hey. An SYM nom for Sadiq and Sadiq only. Oh. Hi, Kalechi. Since he asked for it so nicely, lol, <laughs> I'd like to nominate Sadiq for Share Your Magnificence this week. His request comes at a perfect time as I recently quoted him in a conversation with a close friend. Specifically, his line on how Lil Wayne's locks are looking exactly how he is feeling. <laughs> My friend found the line so funny, he played that part of the episode immediately so he could hear the moment for himself. After hearing that and your do you have 400k, you bitch line, he became an instant fan and has already recommended the podcast to another friend. Anyways, I said this would only be about Sadiq, so let's get back to the topic at hand. While the podcast was already spiritual seasoning for the soul, see what I did there, lol, uh, Sadiq's 
presence adds an extra layer of greatness i didn't know i needed he often says what i'm thinking but in a much funnier and shadier way he always has me cackling when i'm just trying to sit here and eat my porridge who else can make a story about eating kfc on a zoom call that funny the dynamic between the two of you reminds me of the banter between my relatives it's clear that the wit and great sense of humor runs in your family as useless and seasoned deprived as most men are it's great hearing his perspective it's sad i'm still surprised to hear a black man not feel personally attacked when other black men are criticized but for society the bar is in hell and in part thanks thanks to him i'm raising mine quickly (laughs) his request for a share your magnificence nomination is the perfect example of not being afraid to demand what you want and get your things it's now a goal of mine to move through life saying things with my chest with as much energy as Sadiq when he hears an SWV song (laughs) and swears up and down that is destiny's child (laughs) no I cannot believe this you should see my face right now I know you say he's the guest in residence, but if he happened to be one that never left, I would not complain. Much love to you and your family, but especially Sadiq, my favourite guest. If he ever comes out with a comedy special, please let me know. Oh, no, God. Thank you so much. Literally, I could cry. It says here, P.S. As I type this email, autocorrect kept changing Sadiq's name to Sadie. Clearly, more respect needs to be given, needs to be put on his name. Period. Yes. Oh, <laughs> thank you. That was so. Thank I don't you, even Portia. know what to say. Thank. You. That is so beautiful. That you are such so amazing. I'm so happy to have you as a listener. I'm so happy that you guys enjoy me. I always think to myself, you know, that we are quite different. Yes. So it's interesting that people enjoy us both together, you know, because we know we we are very, very close. Yeah. And I don't feel I don't feel like a lot of people would get us in the real, real world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just nice that, you know, we can share what we have with you guys. So I think that's so, so nice. I can't even believe. I actually want you to forward me that email just so I have it. I will. I've got my share. My magnificence has been shared. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's really how I feel now. That's so nice. Thank you again. What is this one here? Okay. Um, all right. So we've got another one. Uh, For me? No, oh. calm down. <laughs> I mean, do you know what? You guys keep them coming. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Oh, it says here, hi, Kalechi, hope you're well. I've been meaning to message you for a while, if I'm honest. I listen to your podcast every week and it's become part of my weekly ritual. I simply want to say that I love everything about you and what you stand for. Last year, I happened to come across your podcast and it was the best thing that could have happened to me for sure. I binge listened to every episode and it gave me the sense of belonging. As a black Muslim, third generation Jamaican immigrant, I've always felt this sense of really, um, not really belonging anywhere. A little lost and sometimes not feeling at all accepted by the groups I'm meant to be connected with. Hearing you stand so firmly in your convictions on your podcast while also speaking up for black women's rights as well as Muslim women made me feel so emotional. I can't even explain that feeling. I just want to say, keep doing what you're doing. Keep shining. Your words are powerful and you're creating change, whether you see that or not. I'm nominating you for Share Your Magnificence because I think it's something you deserve every week. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's lovely. People are so nice. Like the listeners of this podcast, I know everyone says it about their own podcast but i believe that the listeners of this podcast are the best people good vibes in, you're just good vibes you know good vibes well moisturized mm-hmm. well seasoned mm-hmm. you know i uh, well washed mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. what more can you ask for in life you know so i appreciate them i know i i'm so glad that like 
if someone was to be like, where are your podcast listeners? And I point to them. I know that everyone would look like put together. Mm-hmm. Everyone would present themselves well, you know. Even, Intelligent. Yes. Like they were just all, they're not just like physically put together. I mean, like they, they will just come with the things, you know. Even when we were in um, Clubhouse, they, I think it was the room that we were in that we're talking about strong black women. Yes. Instantly, I knew who listened to the podcast from what they were saying. Yes. Like when they, when they were on the stage, I was just like, yep. Yeah, She's the, yeah, they, yeah. They, they're definitely a listener. I want to big up that um the moderator. Yeah, um, Zipporah. Zipporah, she was she's good. Bad and I'll say that I just love your. If she's listening, I love your accent. Yeah, I love the so South cute. African, you know that 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 area, that, that kind twang. of accent. Yeah. Oh, I love it so yeah, much. Yeah. No, it was. I I I really enjoy it. I mean, you didn't invite me to Clubhouse, so I, I was. You joined the day after me. I was getting the hang the hang of it when you joined. I wasn't even yeah. fully fledged. Like well, literally, you know. I would have. It's only this week I've started to spread the word to people I told them um, Kemi my best mate yeah. um, Lloyd had joined quite oh, a Lloyd few, is my babe yeah quite a few other people so I was really I was really it's only now that I've started to like realise how good that app is yeah I'm enjoying it does, it it does take a day or, day or two to kind of get the hang of it yeah but, find your feet yeah. did, so did Rihanna actually join like Rihanna the singer because they were like welcome Rihanna oh no I think they do that as a joke oh okay they do because that I went to, into the room and I was just like where I saw that you? as well I was like Re, where are you yeah. Re. and I was like okay bye cause <laughs> yeah because I, I could not see no Rihanna like with the whole clubhouse thing I really like I was saying to you I really do see it kind of going down the kind of bad roots it's going to be terrible yeah just it's going to be of... an absolute shit show yeah. once once the 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 ashes join the, it's not the, the black... ashes it's just like you have to bear in mind right now it's in uh, what do we call it beta testing yeah beta testing so it's not available to the wider public right now so but then that's when the ashes will join oh well yeah so when it is available i think it's going to be a thing where something will happen on twitter someone will make a room so people can argue yeah and i'll be part of the audience <laughs> <laughs> Until they I drag will. you on stage. Until they drag me on stage. Oh, I think that's probably the, the only awkward thing about Clubhouse. You join a room and the people want you to join the stage straight away. It's like, oh, so yeah, awkward. Yeah, it's awkward. Sometimes I just want to listen in because usually, yeah. like, Lev is in the background losing his shit. Like, so if, the, you know, I, I can put my mic on and then I'm about to make some points and drop some facts. And <laughs> I'm like, ah! Nah! Yeah. I'm like, oh, gosh. And so I have to, like, mute it and just, like... Listen, I, it reminds me of that meme from Arthur when I'm just looking through the gates at everyone having a great <laughs> time fun. because I can't, I can't interact because you'll start shouting. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's really addictive because it is. Even today on my run, I actually considered like going on Clubhouse to listen in while I was running. I yeah. thought, girl, you better behave. And you know me, I love music. I'd rather listen to music than actually speak with people. Yes, but I'm fanning now. I'm like, in my downtime, I'm like, oh, let me put Clubhouse. Let me you see. Know, let me see, but let me see what y'all talk about. Eat your battery. Oh, it does. It does. Because you need to does. keep notification on to see if, you know, some, someone's yes. got in a room. Or, yeah, it's a lot. But, I can't um, wait for people to join though. You know what you should do? You should do like a, a join train where, you know, you get five invites, right? Do I? Yeah, I think you. every user gets five invites. So if you invited five of your followers mm. and then those five followers invited five people and then do you get, um, do yeah, you get yeah. where I'm going? You can, you can do a whole big um, but, train. But um, you have to connect it to your phone, right? Your contacts um, to send the invite. No, 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 no. I think you can send an invite via email or mobile. Okay, because I don't want people to have like my number and my like my iPhone. Well, yeah, number. of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but you, I think you can do it. You can do it via email, so you can kind of create like a train. It'll be, I think, it'll be cool. It'll get loads more people on there, and I think yeah. a lot of people are seeing other people talking about it now. So yeah, they, they no join. one knows how to join. Like, yeah. so yeah. I felt so awkward. Someone commented um, 
um, on Twitter and they were like, oh, um, can someone invite me to Clubhouse? And I just liked the tweet because I didn't oh, know. Oh, that's horrible. No, because I just didn't know how I would go about doing it to, <laughs> oh, like, to so add them. So I was just like... Uh, if um, I like the tweet, someone might see it and Yeah, help maybe, you. maybe someone else can help you because, girl... <laughs> I um, Anyway, next show, Your Magnificence says here... Um, hi Kalechi, I hope this email finds you and your family well and safe. Thank you for, again, for unapologetically sharing your light and flame with the world. I wanted to nominate you for Share Your Magnificence. Um, my hope is that you really take this in. Ah, okay. I know that compliment can often fall on deaf ears, but you really are magnificent Kalechi. I'm currently taking part in a racial wellness group workshop called Zuri Therapy, and you were mentioned by multiple participants when the topic of self-care came up. Your platform not only gives black people a safe space to voice themselves without being gaslighted, but it also um, is a part of a lot of our self-care regimen. I remember feeling like Will Smith um, in <laughs> photo attached in the episode of Fresh Prince when they had emptied the house and he didn't know what to do with himself when you took time off for your birthday. <laughs> your wisdom and guidance helped me think through so many situations. Thank you. So I have been working in PR for the past five years and working with black influencers has honestly been hell. The amount of meanness, fakeness and jealousy that I have experienced could even scare the devil. When I first got into PR at the tender, tender age of 21, I was very naive, but on a mission to create inclusivity and um, change in the beauty industry, but soon came to realize that most black influencers are only interested in rivaling their white counterparts and typically disrespect or disres uh, disregard black or small businesses, i.e., I would reach out on behalf of a black owned brand and wouldn't hear anything back until a white influencer started using or promoting the product. Then you would get a response six months later. Also, let's not get into the countless book clubs or brunches targeted at black women with the only intention is to release their own books or simply financially uplifting themselves only while being mean spirited, classist women behind the scenes. Ooh, I call this the new age grooming of black women. Now for the advice, I have recently uh, really struggled to see some of the people, um, these people doing well. Now I'm not a jealous person, but I honestly feel some rage inside of me when I see announcements of book launches, brand collaborations, or even coming across their content online because of the experience that I've had with them behind the scenes. The things that I have seen and heard from their mouths, I really pride myself on having integrity and the lack of integrity that I've witnessed is really shocking. How would you navigate the feelings of rage and resentment that I'm experiencing? I would appreciate both you and Sadiq's take on this. Um, and if you could pull a card. Oh, oh you are asking. You, okay. you are really asking okay, for the thing. Got you. Um, Finally, my sister is a Libra and I'm a Pisces and we have the exact same dynamic as you and Sadiq. It's so nice to witness it. Have a wonderful week. Best wishes, Anonymous. Okay. Ooh, anonymous, let me tell you something. It, that's not the first time I've heard of, I won't even say who or whatever. I, that's not the first time I've heard of a particular group of people, yeah. you know, creating these events just to be mean girls yeah. and just to be rude and just to kind of create like a clique. Yeah. So it's very interesting. I don't know. I don't want to start trouble, but I did think of someone when she. I'm not definitely going to say their name. <laughs> I don't want to say no names. I'm not going to say but no names, but girl, I think someone the that was girls like, are fighting. <laughs> Ooh, Anonymous is really shaking the table. You are sh flipping that table. Because, boy. Okay. Uh, Empress again? Who's Empress having a baby? Maybe. Girl, I'm going to say that and then be back like, guys, I'm having a baby. No. <laughs> not me. I just Ooh. be running. 
Okay. Anonymous was really, really, really shaking the table. Okay, um, Anonymous, I'm just shuffling the cards as you've asked. Oh, wow. Okay, I don't know what this means. Spirit, can you just give me clarification? Because I don't know. I don't know. So you wanted me to pull cards on this. How you should deal with the rage and resentment that you are feeling about um, seeing all of these announcements and things being made. Okay. All right, so I've pulled some cards. Um, and I think it's the advice that I was going to give you anyway, but the cards have clarified it. Ultimately, face your front, you know, and in the most loving way possible, face your front. Because what you are describing is something that I, you know, for the sake of transparency, I feel often, you know, probably about different people, um, because I don't know who you're talking about here. I mean, there's things that's coming to my mind, but I, I don't like mix up and blend blend. So, but I, I started reading your letter and can't edit it out now. It's awkward in the podcast. So just it's gotta keep going. It's out there now. It's above me Let's now. Let's roll with it. <laughs> you know, so um, the first card that comes out is Empress, right? Empress card. We literally just had the Empress card and it's come back out again. Beyonce. And I think that the message here is we have, we have to look at how Beyonce moves. We have to look at um, how um, Beyonce sees mix up. Beyonce sees Passa Passa. And she has to find a way to channel it that she's not coming online dragging people. And so whenever people try to move mad towards me, ultimately what I remind myself is that I am the empress. I'm going into arenas and areas and land that has not been... Um, that other people have feared going into and so that might mean loneliness that might mean going ahead and having people talk shit like why is she going that way why is she because look at all of us having fun over here and doing all of these things and i've just got to be okay with like i'm going i'm being called to go in a particular direction that doesn't make any sense to me that the, all of these men are over here having the best time kikiing and ha haing and i've got to leave them doing what they're doing and know that I've got to trust in my path, even if what, they, what they're looking at might look barren. Or sometimes it doesn't even look barren. They can see the potential, but they just want to talk shit anyway. You've got to move with Empress energy, the number three, yeah? You've got to m move with the, um, move with momentum. All the time that you're look using to look left and right means that you're not facing your front and your front is where you are going, mm. right? Then you've got the hanged man in reverse. You're looking at this from the wrong perspective. When we look at the hanged man, we see it as a holding pattern. So there's the energy here that you're frustrated because you don't feel like you're moving um, or you're like they're getting your things. Like I've been out here, I've been doing this and it's the, these men that are getting the, um, they're, they're getting the book deals that are they, they're doing these brunches and they're, everyone's meeting up and everyone's doing all of these things. What will happen is that then even the things that they're not doing to be bad mind, even if you experience these people, whoever they are, you've experienced them in a specific space and time behaving a particular way that might not necessarily be them all of the time but because that's what you've held on to now everything that they do you only see it through that lens and for the fact that you are not moving in the way that you want to move you're not seeing the momentum that you want in your life it means that there is an element that comes through there that in part we have to call it by its name is a bit of envy you know because it's like, why is it them? Why is it not me? But you're being told by spirit that you've got to change your perspective. Because when you are being held in a specific place, you know, um, I was watching uh, one of Leona Nicole Black's um, stories, um, you know, um, videos the other day. And she's like, you know, sometimes we talk about, oh, when we don't get something that 
delay is not denial. Sometimes it's just denial. Sometimes spirit's like, that's not for you. And you've got to grow enough and you've got to be emotionally and spiritually mature enough to know that that is not for you. I'm not going to do this. Oh, no, it's because I'm, I'm going to give you something similar later on. I'm just not going to give you that thing because the door that some of us are so hell bent on trying to kick down on the other side of that door is hellfire. And it's, you've got to understand that, like you're trying to kick down a door that spirit has bolted for you to save you from yourself. So when you're looking at these people and what they're doing, it's like, why is it not me? Why are they getting the things? Fam, it's for them to have because that will take you out of alignment and you don't know what disrespect they're going, they're having to chop in order to be able to do happy to announce. Yeah, you've got to let people have their things. I'm getting ringing in my ear, one, two, four, zero. I've got to check what that number is, one, two, four, zero. Um, angel number, could you check that for me? Angel number one two four zero. Yeah, um, Google it. Oh, yeah. Um, angel number one two four zero, and then look for Joanne Scribes. Um, and then the next card that you get is um, <laughs> this time it's the full upright. When you change your perspective about how you're viewing this situation, your opportunities will become more clear to you. The path that you are meant to follow will become more clear to you. There is There are new beginnings for you and then you'll be able to elevate um, higher. You'll be able to go where you are going and, and not worry about what all of these people are doing because it's really not for you. Like the, <laughs> newsflash, there are a lot of dickheads in the world. Even me, I'm a dickhead, you know? So, and I talk, I talk about myself as being a dickhead in recovery, but me too, I'm a dickhead. Like, don't put anyone on a pedestal and don't expect that people don't move mad. And there's always somebody who will have a story of how somebody has moved mad to them, no matter how much everybody else likes that particular person. So it's about changing your perspective and not looking at these people and focusing on where you're going because that's what's most important right now. The next card is, that you've got is the King of Coins in reverse and you've got the Knight of Coins in reverse. I think it's just stressing that point again that the opportunities that are yours, they're not to be found in this mix up and blend blend. It's not what it's looking like success for these people. Um, it's for them. It's not necessarily the kind of success that would um, compliment you. You know like how you see someone in a dress, the dress looks bad, 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 bad on them and then you go and try it on and you look wayward. This is what... <laughs> <laughs> not wayward. <laughs> it's, this is one of them things like people's blessings are cut according to their size and no matter how sometimes we feel about someone if god has said that this is the thing for that person i have to just firm it and be like that's what god wanted for them and all the time check back in with myself that i'm not vibrating at a low energy where i'm just attracting more of that horrible feeling for myself where it's envy discontent all of them things focusing on vibrating higher and knowing that whatever is mine surely will never pass me by period but that's um the um from the cards and i'll just read the angel number that you got up and you can give your advice to anonymous that well, one. this one joanne scribes okay. but yeah go on what's your advice for them before reading the angel numbers well no i think you pretty much said it perfectly i think it's that i'm a big fan of facial front mm -hmm, mm -hmm. respectively i'm a i'm a such a big fan of facial front like i i i maybe it's because of how my life is but personally i feel like i've got so much on my plate that if i even take a second to even look at what other people are doing mm. my everything i've got going on is just fucked up mm. so i'm i'm a big believer in facial front facial front and protect your energy you know i feel like when you when you harbor these feelings towards people it it does more damage to you than anybody else mm, mm. so i think it's just about protecting your energy and i think you said it perfectly just facial front do you 
Yeah, so now what does it say for angel number 1240? You can start reading from this point. I always... Yeah, because yeah, the first bit, she's just explaining the <clears> numbers <throat> usually. Okay, cool. Angel number 1240 is a message to use positive affirmations and maintain a positive attitude about your life in general Ooh. as these positive energies attract abundance and manifest peace and clarity into your life. Mm. Have faith and trust in yourself, your skills, talents, natural abilities and use them to their fullest as you pursue and serve your divine life purpose. Have faith and trust that your spirit guides, angels and archangels encourage and support you in your endeavours nice that is something that's it is that all they that they said yeah yeah carry on yeah angel number one two four zero indicates that your angels are sending your sending you positive energies to boost your self-belief self-esteem and confidence the work will and effort you have contributed in the past have led to building solid foundations and stability and you are asked to trust yourself and your intuition know that you are on the right life path so hold positive thoughts and feelings about yourself. The more you believe in yourself, the better everything turns out. Each time you do something new, you learn and grow. Angel number 1240 is a message from your angels that you are to step up to your responsibilities as a light worker and use your natural skills and talents to help shed love. Continue on your present path with passion and enthusiasm and believe in yourself and your inner talents and abilities to find success and achieve your desires and aspirations. Trust that achieving your goals is within sight. That's it. And I think that that came up just at this time as we were recording for you, Anonymous, because it's what I was saying to you, like you're looking at things from the wrong perspective. You're focused on what these other people are doing and it's getting you mad because, yeah, you know, People move mad, even white influencers. Everybody moves mad, yeah? Um, but because you're looking at them, it's impacting on how you feel about yourself. Like, it's making you question your worth. Like, oh, now, if they, these people are mean and they're getting all of these things, or I perceive them to be mean and they're getting all of these things, what does that m say about me? It doesn't say anything about you other than, other, um, other than you're looking at people that you shouldn't be looking at. Face your front, yeah? Because you've got work to do. You've literally got work to do. You know, this podcast has served and will only serve... Um, to get you so far the rest of the journey is up to you and for you to be able to do that you've got to you know like you've got to armor yourself like don't get me wrong it's so tempting you see other people doing things and there, there's people yeah and I'll, I'll give you an example there's there are people that I've worked with before who get an um uh, an insight into my inner workings and they know the things that I aspire to do when I stop working with them they go and try and get the same things that I wanted to do they go and get it for other people and they know that I'll see that and I had to watch myself from like wanting to punch a fucking wall when I've seen certain things and just understand that you think you're doing me bad but you cannot you cannot if you understood the physical that the spiritual entourage that ride with me you're only doing yourself yeah. And I've got to face my front and keep going because just because you've done that thing doesn't mean that I can't come and do the thing. I'm not even necessarily saying I'm going to do it better. But I mean, that's my blueprint, really. But anyway, <laughs> um, I've just got to keep doing what I'm, you know, what I'm doing and, and keep going. It doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. It doesn't mean that sometimes we don't have these um these feelings these emotions you have to sit with them think about where it sits think about where it comes from and once you've processed it pray over it and get ready to move forward because we've got no time to spend in lower vibrational spaces just because people are mad doesn't mean that you have to join them in the madness focus and keep going that, that that's really the advice i like that yeah so that's that one and uh oh so many things 
Oh, somebody mentioned my loneliness video. I made a video on Insta stories where I was talking about feeling lonely. Lonely. On Insta stories? Yeah. Oh. The other day. Um, Hello, Kalechi. How are you on this third week of lockdown 2.0? For over a year now, I've wanted to send you an email and for some reason, excuse or another, have never committed to reaching out. Instead, I continue to listen to your podcast, treating it with special care, dedicating specific time wherein I am alone and can completely give myself to it because I have to be honest, it gives me life. Not that what you do is any of my business. I am always extremely happy to hear how you take steps to protect and safeguard yourself from people. I say this because I'm extremely grateful for your existence and wish you only all the blessings in the world. But week on week, I draw from your magnetic and majestic energy. And as you know, I'm not the only one to um, to I'm not the only one to do this. For this reason, it's important that you remain protected as we as we your community absorb from you, your energy and your knowledge as an indigenous woman. And when I say indigenous, my roots lie in Tonga living in England. I found that representation from my community can be minimal. The population is small and spread out in the UK. And for, for many people, the only Tongan people they've ever heard of are rugby players and then even still people get things wrong grouping us with any other pacific kingdom or maori or um are referred to as people who do the hacker um because you know to them we all look alike so we're the same racism has always been a part of my life my best friend told me a month or two ago the first ruckus i had with a racist was way back in reception and i'd been fighting them pricks ever since anyway i digress I was adopted into a family with heritage different from my own. I've lived here and in continental Europe. And whilst in the family home, we moved over 20 times, which is an extremely long winded way of me saying identity and relationships have always been extremely complex throughout my life, which leads me to the fact that I've just watched your Instagram story on um, your Instagram story video on loneliness. And I had to start this email halfway through by saying thank you uh, for sharing and articulating your own experience in the way that you did how you explained existing but not completely feeling as though you're at home on this earth resonated with me deeply there are many reasons for this deeply personal and some surface-based and because i've been listening to sym for so long now i arrived late to this uh, to the game last year but rapidly caught up so long that i potentially feel comfortable enough to spill um, you xyz but i'm not going to spend a thousand words on delving into these things on this email because a you are not my psychiatrist and b i ain't one to share like that you see that's the guard ha 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 anyway um i identify with your message so much like you my circle is small 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 and even with them i take my leave i've always been shied from or rejected i've always shied away from or rejected compliments and positive remarks from others as i question the motive behind it nor like you mentioned um do i feel a need for it as their validation is not sought always been the one to stand alone always been happy to do what i want where i want when i want and i've um, always gone far to protect myself and my space and defend this even if that means throwing hands something else we have in common i suppose i will box man gender fluid with no qualm <laughs> anyway back to the letter although i want to be alone i have that acknowledgement that my existence is lonely over the past couple of years through my growth i've come to understand that this is okay and it's okay because our paths are meant to be walked this way as within this loneliness our greatness is by no means diminished there is joy to be found in this type of boundary setting joy peace and strength and although lonely the joy and peace in many ways outweighs and makes um, this feeling 
worth it. The consciousness of knowing and owning who I am. So two slaps on your chest for thriving in the way that you do and conveying this message to me and the rest of us with whom it resonated. Now, I am conscious of the length of this message, but while I'm here, I cannot end without sharing um, you uh, a nomination for Share Your Magnificence. It would be rude. Rude because the person I'm nominating is the reason why I ever started listening to Suck Your Mum, Sorry, Say Your Mind in the first place. The person I nominate is my first ever friend on this planet in this life. There are reasons beyond our control why we have spent time in our lives apart. And although she lives in London and I in Manchester, the friendship we have is unwavering. I cannot do justice with my speaking or typing as much as um, uh, as to how much I um, as to how much love I have for this amazing beautiful black woman now although her recommendation to your podcast would be enough for a nomination let me tell you more about Sammy K who is an amazingly talented woman who has had a lot of shit thrown her way but no matter what my girl keeps going she always has time for me her other friends and her family one of the strongest people I've ever met with a straight talking mouth and a heart of gold currently Sammy lives um, holds a lead inclusion position for a large prominent firm in the UK and across Europe which field is um, a majority white a white industry um, this has of course presented challenge after challenge especially around the anti-racism work that she has brought to the role luckily for them her passion and determinations in some cases stubbornness has meant that even with barriers she has not given up but still continue to navigate those turbulent waters further to this Sammy sits as a board member on a prominent LGBT board in London, which works across the UK and still finds time to volunteer with Shelter. On top of this, she deals with me week in and week out. And for that, she deserves a medal. I'm not going to stop it. I'm going to stop it there because I could talk about this girl for hours and this neither the time um, and this is neither the time nor the place to be going into story after story. But one thing that must be reiterated is this woman is one of a kind and without her, the world would be a lesser place, the absolute best. Um, I'm going to end this here as this has been a lot longer than I ever thought it would be. May you be showered with the highest blessings as you and your family deserve. Stay well, stay safe, and stay warm in this cold wintry land lots of love and blessings um zara p.s every time you do a northern accent i'm like is that what i sound like to you who live in london haha <laughs> oh also our spirit should you be planning to come to do an event in manchester because i think that you really should haha <laughs> again love and blessings <laughs> <laughs> not being funny zara you do sound like that in manchester <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even a manchester that was somewhere <laughs> that was somewhere from no, Manchester. Um, I have got to come back to Manchester. Those who know me know I fucking love Manchester. Yes. I love Manchester for chicken run because I like to get a chicken split from, um, is it Russia? Russia? Yeah, I think it's Russia. Um, yeah, I love my um, chicken split. I love um, going to Lal Killer on um, um, Wimslow Road. Is it the one? Yeah, anyway, I, I was just talking to you about food there, but that's how I really, that's how I navigate places, by the food that I like. And you used to have a, you used to have a long distance friendship with Manchester London. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, Sabina. I know. Um, but yeah, so um, thank you for writing that. Two slaps on your chest, Sammy. And two slaps on your chest, Zara. And I will, yeah, I'll be coming through soon. I'll be coming through soon. I love friendships, you know. I just love friendships when, oh, they're so nice, beautiful. Yeah, you know, yeah. oh. I think about that with you and Lloyd because that's a true friendship, you know. Because you can yeah. travel the world with each other and you kind of just know each other and you know each other's temperaments. And, yeah, and you don't get you... sick of each other. Right. And it, for me, I, what I loved about that letter is hearing how she spoke about 
what Sammy K does. You know, you ask a lot of people what their friends do and oh. they'll give you like a, oh yeah, they're kind of in this, they're kind of in that. I love when people talk about their friends like they've studied them. Yes. Like they know everything. I just I just love it. I just love that because it, it demonstrates that you're a damn good listener. Yeah. And I, I appreciate a good listener. I love a good listener. So yeah. yeah. You're a good listener. I like to think. I hope so. Yeah, I like to think. Really I like listener. to think that. So that's good. Like only when I have Higgy that I, I come to you because I don't really. Mummy's not a great listener. No, mummy. Well, mummy's good at picking out keywords and, <laughs> and just expanding on it. But that that is good skill. That is a good it's skill. Still a good skill. Like, mummy will be watching a Nollywood film. You'll be telling her that your life is falling apart, and and she'll and she'll turn up the volume of the Nollywood. Yeah, but film. you actually got it wrong. She wouldn't be watching it when you started the story. She would start the Nollywood <laughs> film as you're telling her the story of what you're going through. So that's where you got it slightly wrong because she will do that, and then she will just make a call in front of you. She'll, she'll, just, a- she'll just dial, start dialing a number in front of you, and she'll just. She'll get on the phone. She won't even tell you, oh, one second. She'll just say, hello? Rookie. Rookie. <laughs> and you're there balling. And she's like, she's just having a normal conversation. <laughs> then you're ready to go. And she's like, so my advice is... And you're like, well, how can you give advice when you weren't listening? Easy. And then what she'll do is that she'll advise that things that she's been banging on to you about that you haven't listened to. Yeah. When you now come and complain to her about something, she'll now, she'll now try and tie it in there. So I could be coming and complaining about, you know, maybe I'm just a little bit depressed or whatever yeah. it is, you say, you see, when I'm telling you to stop using that phone, <laughs> when I'm telling you to come off that phone, when I'm telling you to stop doing these things, why would you be depressed? So it's just like... You dare to cough. Just a little cough in front of her. Why won't you be coughing? Mm-hmm. Why won't you be coughing when it's marijuana? They'll find you. <laughs> yeah, that, that you're doing. So it's just... Yeah, so you just you need in this life you need to know who you can who you can run to. And yeah, it's not everybody. Yeah, I wanna run to you. Oh no, I was expecting who can I run to? Who sings that? Oh, you can't even try me with that. <laughs> That's escape. Okay. You cannot try me with that. Okay. Oh, as I sit here contemplating. Oh, oh that's a fucking banger don't ever try and escape. <laughs> I would have been another world in another mood. I would have said TLC, but. That's a banger. Who can I run to? No, um, it, yeah. After like you, Lammy, mm-hmm. that's that's it for me. Yeah, Lammy's a brilliant. Lammy's a brilliant listener. My mm-hmm. God. And she mentioned in this letter as well, like that, like you, she also keeps a small circle of friends. Mm-hmm. I've never known you. To, well, actually, I think I'd say Brits. Um, was probably your biggest group of friends. Yeah, that, that was I've chaotic. Seen. But yeah. I loved it because you'd have the dinner parties. Yeah, but that was so chaotic. It was. There oh, were so many of them. So many of them. Everyone's I think we were all like that. Things. Yeah, they, yeah. they have. Jeez, that's actually quite weird. I think. Um, I think we were both like that. Actually, in college, I had a huge group of friends, yeah, and in uni, did. it just oh dwindled. Jesus Christ. Oh, but uh, I'm happier. I'm happier this way. I'm... We uni, I was just fighting. That was just first first year. I think the last yeah, couple fir- years you were fine. No, yeah, first year I fought. Um, and you knocked my fucking teeth out. Yes, she's knocked my fucking teeth out. Where's my tooth? <laughs> yeah, your tooth's on the floor, you dumb bitch. <laughs> your tooth's on the floor. Try it I again. Rem- I remember kebab gay. I don't think I don't. I think by law we're not allowed to talk about that one. <laughs> Oh, those were hard those were hard times uh-huh. um, but this is what i was saying about the earlier letter as well from anonymous like fam like people have gone through things in it like if you asked the girl that punched in the face and knocked her tooth out on bold street in liverpool if you asked her um what's kalechi like she probably didn't know my name because um, i moved like a thief in the night but, 
<laughs> but if you asked her, she'd have probably been like, oh, she's a cunt, she's a prick. But she doesn't know me where I am now. So everyone's got different perspectives of people based on where you're meeting them. And understand this one thing, hurt people, hurt people. That's it. When you start to know better, you do better. And sometimes you you know better for a while before you start doing better. But I'm open to different perceptions of me because I understand that people have experienced me from where they are at in their life. And so when the girl got rocked, her, her jaw got spun, um, Ooh, that needed to happen because again, look at perspective. Yeah, I rocked her jaw, knocked her tooth out because she was being horrible to my friend Becky, and we were all not white Becky. This is a black Becky. <laughs> <laughs> we were um, we were in a we were in a club, and um, Becky was just minding the business, and just like me, Becky can dance, Becky can whine. So we were just dancing, minding our business, and then this white girl, she's dancing on the black guy, and she keeps looking over at us. So still minding our business, doing our own thing. She walks over and she starts pointing in Becky's face because. Also, Becky has that demeanor of just calm, sweet, shy. So people always would try it with her. So they've um, the girls walked up over to her now. And she's like, "Why are you looking at my man? Why are you looking?" This is a very shit Liverpudlian accent. <laughs> Someone told me my stories the other day. Um, she was like, "Why are you looking at my boyfriend? Why are you looking at my boyfriend? You black bitch!" Ooh. I was just like, "Oh." Avengers assemble. Who are oh, the Avengers? God. My fucking fist. Oh, so we go outside now and the girl's still running her mouth. She's drunk. She's running her mouth now. And it's Nigerian guys, lo and behold, that she's whining on. The mm. Nigerian guys she's whining on and they're like, Kilichi, please. Kilichi, please now. <laughs> Mon bear, Kilichi, please. Because they knew that at that point I'm going to fuck her up. Yeah. And so they're like, Kilichi, uh-uh, I was trying to get some. <laughs> and that, is, <laughs> that is your focus. You're trying to get some. Meanwhile, she's disrespecting another black woman. So Nothing she's like, I was doing them doing a lot doing a lot we're trying to walk away and i think she must have tapped me or something like i'm talking to you i'm talking to oi that i'm talking to you she didn't finish the the you Ooh. that was at the part the end of the yo she didn't finish it oh dear. because boom it was her jaw was spun that was no, it so. the dj didn't have anything on what i was spinning that night <laughs> <laughs> So, wow. So, and then all the black guys were like looking on them like, oh, Kelechi has come again. But what do you mean Kelechi has come again when you, man, saw what she was just doing mm-hmm. and you could have patterned her from when she was doing that in the club and you didn't. And now it had to get to outside and for her to be, to learn her lesson this way. Well, look at where we found ourselves. So it's interesting to me that um, some of the, a uh, couple of the guys that I talk to now who knew me from when I was at uni in Liverpool, whenever they see my stories and stuff they will still come and comment um or they'll like dm me and be like rah do you remember when you were knocking girls out (laughs) (laughs) no but sometimes i like that those people exist because you know you can be just talking your shit on twitter or wherever it is and people like oh yeah she's yeah she's just saying that no look guys i i can reference people these people are they were they saw me in that time i've got don't try me yes do not try me right and i will list my references (laughs) Like, do you get what I mean? Let me just let you know. Oh, God. There is a character reference for everything. But yeah, it's interesting. Like, one of them is Paul. Like, he's always just like, rah. Like, I remember who, what you were like at mm-hmm. uni. And my God, the transformation is another thing completely. Mm-hmm. So I tell that to say, like, the girls were fighting. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's our phrase. But no, just to literally let you know, like, nobody... um is above change, you know, like, um, and, and people grow 
But that doesn't mean that you have to understand that you have to be accountable and responsible for the versions of you that other people have also known. Yes. You know? So, um, but yeah, I this hearing friends you know really love on each other in this way it just brings me so much joy so um yeah thank you for that um share your magnificence or one more let's do one more since this is a magnificent episode um Hi, Kalechi. Thank you once again for another amazing episode of SYM. You always make my day brighter. And so I wish you all the best vibes and light for you and your loved ones. I'd like to officially make two nominations for Share Your Magnificence. <laughs> my first nominee is you. The reasons are in my other letters, except here, I said what I said, big up yourself, baby girl. My second nominee is you, Sadiq. And here are my reasons. Reason one, you are amazing. <laughs> Reason two, the fact that you asked or more like demanded, <laughs> it had me in stitches. The annoyance, which I understand. People seem to love you on the podcast, but where is the actual praise? Asking for the things you deserve needs to be more common and regular. Big up yourself for doing it. Thank you. Reason three, the confidence you have when you guess the songs. It makes me laugh every time. I go off vibes. Truly iconic. <laughs> Reason four, your dynamic with Kelechi reminds me of how I am with my own sister, Aww. whom I love dearly. So big up yourself for shining your sister with love and support. Thank you both for the amazing content. Your time and energy is greatly appreciated. <laughs> Best vibes and good luck with the song guessing, Sarah. <laughs> Thank you. So that is so sweet. Oh my gosh. I've, I've really ruined myself with this song guessing, you know. <laughs> I really ruined myself with it. She said demanding. <laughs> I knew. I just knew. I just knew that people were going to write in once Thank they heard guys. that episode. And... No, but I love that point. You know, if you feel like you'll do something, ask for it. You got yeah. me? Like, you know, speak up. So, no, yeah. Thanks, guys. On that note, Mercedes Benz. This is my okay. my next request for my fucking G-Wagon. The 10th appeal. Right, this please. Month. How can people just be following... No, nah, that's what vexes me, you know? The amount of people who watch my stories. Not one of you. Not one of you hoes has a link at Mercedes. Well, I know one of you does. No, but, do. um, but come on. They, G-Wagon. They're keeping quiet about it. On Christmas Day, I just want to step outside my estate will probably get jacked because what what, what business do I have living yeah. on an estate with a G-Wagon? <laughs> but I just want to step out and just see the G-Wagon there with a nice red bow and another white bow next to it, red and white, to, 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 to signify the straws. And for someone from, you know, Mercedes to be like, oh, here you go, girl. You know, we appreciate all that you do. Here you go. I love how, I love how you're saying, here you go, girl, like they're giving you a tenner. <laughs> The whole G-Wag, you want, here you go, girl. Yes! <laughs> no, fine, though. Fine. What, what else can they do? No, fine, fine, no, it's true. Even if um, you ask Lewis, me to crack your... Lewis Hamilton drive for Mercedes? Yes, exactly. Mm, okay. Lewis Hamilton should help us get that G-Wag. Well, um, he airs my DMs, so I don't really know. <laughs> I don't really know where that will be. Well, he might be working on something. It might be a surprise. Well, from your mouth to Lewis Hamilton's ears and then God's ears. So, let's see. But, um, yeah, like, come on. But I think he's going to get knighted as well. Oh, okay. Arise, Sir Lewis. <laughs> the, I, as much as I hate the monarchy, I'm actually, I want him to have that knighthood. Sir Lewis, that's crazy. Sir Lewis Hamilton. I want him to have it because I just want the girls to be mad. Oh, they would be frustrated. Especially that 
considering that the UK doesn't cover him as much as they should. Yes. But that's another story. Uh, but that's why I want him to have it. Like, oh, your highest, whatever, whatever, I've got it. Mm-hmm. I've got all of your things. All of your things, girl. Yep. So that's why. As much as I, like, I wanted to comment when I saw the thing, when I saw the post and say, oh, well, fuck the monarchy. But I thought, no, actually, I want him to have this thing. So then he's got all of these things. So you can call him tax dodger. You can call him all the things that you want. But he's got all of your things now. Now what? David Beckham's a sir, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. But yeah, I think that that's cute. So anyway, that's that for Share Your Magnificence. Like, let's get to So You Mad. Right, so this week on um, So You Mad, I guess the first one is Dutchavelli, because you were telling me about it. Oh, this Dutchavelli tea is... Oh, I, I was telling you just... It's a major, just before I even go into it, it's a major invasion of privacy. Like, you know, to hack someone's phone, literally to hack their phone and release all their private information, including their correspondence with their loved ones, his sister. So for um, context, Dutchavelli is a rapper? Yes, he's a rapper from the UK yeah, or whatever. East yeah, London. Yeah. yeah. And just, just for some more people know, he's Steph London's brother. Ah, younger brother the masquerade of Ajigule. yeah <laughs> yeah Steph London's younger brother so um a couple of days ago um some receipts were leaked and this was a conversation with him and uh a rapper a draw rapper called Tizandos so she's like 17 18 and he's and he's 27 Okay, so he's yeah. 10 years her senior. He's 10 years her senior. She's a little girl. Anyways, you, you would have to go out and see the screenshots for yourself. But um, the conversation is pretty much just them, him kind of hitting her up whenever he wants to have sex. Mm. Clearly, this little girl is infatuated by him. Mm. There's even a voice note where she says, oh, I only like you when I'm drunk because, you know, you treat me so shit and blah, blah, blah. You want me when I'm 21. Yeah, you want me when I'm 21. So she too, she... Anyways. Well, but that thing, the last <laughs> interesting that she said, you want me when I'm 21, because I, I also think another thing this is that she's aware that he's hiding her or he's... He, he's he, yes, of course. Right. Of course. Right. And I think a lot so of people... when you can wanna... actually be out on road with me. So that means that we do understand that there is a there is something about age and when it's appropriate for you to have that 10-year gap. Because between myself and my partner, there's a 10-year age gap. He's 10 years older than me. Yes. And now my thing is that... It's not necessarily even the age gap it's the age at which that age gap exactly right and my thing is this i've been in the i haven't i've spent maybe like five minutes with 18 year olds and i could tell you this nothing in common (laughs) nothing in common when people say that oh 18 year olds act older than their age they do not no there is i have not met one 18 year old that has managed to deceive me no it's not possible no um, possible. So I think I think it's just con- it's it's concerning because obviously it sparked a whole big debate about you know what's right and what's not right and you know a lot of guys are coming off are c- coming from the angle of well she's eighteen she's legal oh. and I kind of wanted really talk about this legal word because someone re- someone made a, a brilliant point they said in this country it's legal to marry your third cousin mm. is it is it correct is it morally correct <laughs> for you to do that. And my thing is, even when you look at the age gap, clearly Dutch knew something was wrong because you're not out and about with this exactly. girl. Just like you said, you're not out and about with this girl. Obviously, it's something that you've discussed where it's like, oh, you're actually too young for me. Right. But we, we you're not too young for this. Right. But when you're 21... Then maybe we can talk. Because then I'll be 31. 
But it's, I feel like the reason that people have come to defend it in the way um, that they've come to defend it is because it's so um, pervasive in society. When you look at all the biggest stars, all the men, from celebrities to this, to that, to this, to that, the age gaps between them and their um, wives, girlfriends have been wild. They have been. And I, I didn't realise it was that much... Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't realize it was it was this much of an issue in a way where it was like you look at someone like Dutch. You see all the girls. That he talking, could have. Yeah, yeah. He's not even the other girls he could have. But you see all the girls going on about him saying, "Oh, they will they will do this to Dutch." They will his do voice that to Dutch. makes turns me into a skeptic. <laughs> I don't think his voice did that. I think that was pre-existing condition. <laughs> <laughs> fam, but you see all of this, and you think to yourself, fam, if this guy wanted any girl, he could easily yeah. grab any girl so what not even not i'm not, not going to go on her appearance because that's not right but why a 18 year old yeah why a 18 year old i mean we could have the debate about you know him going into prison when he was 17 and spending some time in prison when he was 17 he then came out of prison for a while and went back in i think probably about when he was like 25 or something like that so he his spent, age of thinking as well yeah. has been disrupted he's he spent he spent quite some time in prison so someone could come from it at that angle and say you know he's emotionally stunted he's this he's that but i just can't... it's just murky waters because then um not to say that he's a pedophile but you know um p- actual pedophiles can turn around and be like well i'm emotionally stunted, stunted. And i went I, to prison I, when i was 17 yeah I, or, or you know something happened to me and that's why i like five-year-olds or yeah. whatever you know like so and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the whole thing about pedophilia because when we talk about this legal and you know i feel like it, it kind of makes things worse because as a man as a 27 year old man why do you want someone that has just turned legal why do you want to toe the line because it's that predatory nature of um, toxic masculinity where you what the real thing in interactions especially when we're talking about cis het men and um you know cisgendered men and um girls women is um the power power is always what is really taking place there right so you want um someone who hasn't probably realized their power yet so you can mold them mm-hmm. using your power so yeah right groom them into what works for you somebody that will not challenge you and then will allow you to feel powerful as you manipulate and you um di- di- disrespect them yeah no i think you i think you, you put it perfectly and i think a lot of people aren't ready for that conversation about power rape because like i'm not not, not necessarily saying that that's that's what happened mm-hmm. obviously rape is a is a, is a, is a big word but you need to understand when you when you look at power dynamics you look at so you, you look at someone like Tizandos now and you ask her, oh, would you necessarily do this if he wasn't Dutchavelli, the rapper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when, 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 when we start to kind of delve into those conversations, you realise that people only do things because of the status that the other person has. Yeah, oh. So again, it comes down to that power thing. And that person of status is aware of that. Yes. You know, Dutchavelli, when these girls are climbing into his DMs, he knows that if he replies to them, they are going to go wild. Yeah, yeah. So it's, 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 it, it's capitalising off that. It's benefiting off the, off the fact that someone is starstruck by you. Yeah, and they are just fam. If you don't want a relationship with them, that's fine. But just to have you in their house is like, oh my god, yeah. like Dajavelli's in my house. Like so, and you, 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 you think when you now go into a mind of a teenager, Jesus Christ, I would not be surprised that she's pining after him yeah. that hard. Yeah. It's just so embarrassing to see how he's clearly not interested in her and only interested in sex. Moving on from that now, there is also another young girl in question who is the daughter of his late manager. Now, this girl is definitely, definitely young. Now, with the screenshots that we've seen, 
it's suggestive, but it's, it's not. It's not. As, yeah, it's not as bad as Tizando. So he's, yeah. he's he's kind of like saying, "Oh, yeah, we'll take pictures like that, babes. Cute couple pictures." But I'm just thinking to myself, well, "You wouldn't. Why would you even speak like that to right, a little girl?" It's inappropriate. It's but inappropriate. I don't think no. it's just him though. Like, yes, there was no proof about um Drake and whatever, whatever. But I just thought it was weird when Drake was like, "Oh, I have really close conversations with Millie Bobby Brown." I'm like, "What are you talking what are you about? Talking what about? are you talking to a little girl Honestly, about?" And I'm so glad you mentioned Drake because this was probably the most. <laughs> it was probably the most embarrassing part. Of so guys oh god oh who, no, let me before i even go on whoever released these screenshots yeah i'm telling you they hate dutch what dutch Avelli has done some serious shit to this person because it was it was you defi- think it's a guy i think it's a guy i think it's 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 definitely a guy it's definitely a play it's definitely coming from a, a, a malicious place without a doubt mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. went overboard with the with the expose but anyways they went on to a conversation with him and Drake and it's, it's, it's the secondhand embarrassment you get from it is too much. <laughs> like the guy, D- Dutchavelli is voice noting Drake and he's got God's plan, Drake's song, playing in the background. Dutchavelli was willing to bust it wide open <laughs> for Drake. Whatever Drake wanted Dutchavelli to do in that chat, Dutchavelli would have done. It was so... And the big, big man that people are like aspiring to be like lasting after literally and he was re- he was he became a bitch for drake i thought that was amazing <laughs> you know you know my family love you man oh no that's it's embarrassing i should should stop laughing it's embarrassing it's embarrassing <laughs> no i felt embarrassed i, for I him, was embarrassed like, i was uh, embarrassed like i feel like there's certain things that i mean i feel it's in public interest you yeah. know people should know if you know if you date really really young girls Mm-mm. people should know about that i think personally yeah. but just things about like you know your family life and the they whole didn't drake need thing. to release all of that that was just a sprinkling that was yeah that, that was that was that was yeah. that was embarrassing man i still think because something like that is like <sighs> and how do you come back from something how like that you? because like it would be one thing to just release the things about the girl the t sandals whatever like release that because then people will be have their big old debate even though and remember i said in the previous episode when we're talking about that girl that was taken by the man and um you know the people who were filming caught him Um, and i was saying that you need to keep the same energy when it's your favorite rappers though and i said that because i know how these things play out so that would have just been one conversation because people would have glossed over it and his career would have continued but they were trying to come for um, his status Mm -hmm. or his kind of like uh legitimacy within the kind of uh industry by releasing that Drake one as well so it can really really embarrass him and then the family one as well to really fuck with him on a personal level so they're trying to take him out on every account it was was the worst sabotage I've seen this year and if, if considering how he's really he's he, he gained popularity very quickly this yes. year I won't lie Dutchavelli has been around for year for some time he's not some newcomer but he gained a lot of traction this year and for me you know what I, I don't really pay much attention to that kind of whole um, industry or that whole scene but I um, heard him on the receipts podcast when he was there for the dilemmas and I didn't mind him, you know. When it, when it, when the episode finished, and he and he was like, "Oh, I should come back. I'll come, come back for another episode." <laughs> and I, and I thought, "Oh, you know, I wouldn't mind him coming back for another episode because I actually did enjoy him being on there. Like he yeah. was, he was, he sounded cute. He didn't sound like too much of an issue." So when I did see the things flying around about him, when I saw the young girl, when I was just like, "That's fucked. I don't, I don't like that." But when I saw like some of the other family bits, like his conversations on with Steph and stuff i just thought nah something about this doesn't feel right yeah it makes me really really uncomfortable and like even the when he was talking 
on the receipts, there was an element that I got to him that he is rather sensitive, as most of these men are. And um, they are, they there is a part of them that's vulnerable. And then the, what we're asserting again is that that vulnerability has no place. Mm-hmm. Do you get me? And if he's someone that's gone in and out of prison, to assert himself again, to assert his masculinity again, what will he um, resort to to prove himself? No, that you make you make a great point. And what I picked up on as well, even listening to the voice notes and everything, he's he speaks nicely to the yes, girls. Yes, I, I don't know how. Obviously, no one knows what he's like when he's because Octavian. He was talking about Octavian. We're talking about I punched you because you're this. And you're yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't the that energy. wasn't the energy. No, no, no. He's, he speaks really calmly. Even when he was talking about, he was talking to some girl. Uh, there was a voice note to, to some girl that um, apparently gave him herpes. Yeah. He wasn't wiling out the way I would wile no, out. and that's what I'm saying. So I was like, okay, you were not Because even then guy. he was more talking about he, how he was hurt. He was like, that was yeah, a violation. That was a violation. But so that's why it made it a bit more uncomfortable for me because yeah. I'm just like, he doesn't strike me to be a bad mind person in that way. <sighs> I, mean, I don't know. No, I mean, yeah, I don't no, know no, him. I, I agree with you. I totally, I totally agree with you. I, I, I actually totally agree and with you. And I'm not um, condoning his behaviour at all. I'm just saying that the, the extent to which all of his things were shared was online. That was too much it for was me. Too much. And then what that what that will now mean in time in terms of guy code, what he will now have to do to reassert himself is going to be detrimental to yeah. him and possibly his sister who's gone and, you know, blown and she's got this house for all of them to live in. It's Nah. Yeah, that I couldn't shake that feeling. That like just watching the like looking at the screenshots of the conversations with him and his sister, I just thought, imagine if someone leaked our conversation. Right. I would. And that's I've, that was the thing. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I just kept going back to that because it's just it's very personal. It's yes. very like fam, leak the sex tapes if that's what you want to do. Leak the sex tapes. Leak the conversations with the girls. Okay, totally that can fine. be a conversation. That's that something that a, people can move past. Exactly, but not not with this sister, man. But big up Steph though because she's a good big sister. Like she told him, he he was he. Asked her about um whether she should allow um this artist called russ mm. on a remix and she was like no this is for the big this is for the big act- what, what serious rappers Fre- fredo or, um... yeah this is for like mist and fredo yeah and then and then and then um, um, uh, dutch goes oh but russ gets bare views she goes so baby shark gets bare views you're gonna get him <laughs> on baby you're gonna get them on the track and i was like no that's a good big sis man Giving you sound <laughs> advice and that because that Russ he's too messy. Yeah, he's no, always I, fighting with people. So no, I no, I really, I really did like that. I mean, I don't necessarily see it for her generally because she does very odd things. But in terms of when I saw that particular one, that made me laugh because it's the kind of conversation that you and I would have. Like I would say to you, "Oh, look at this." It was funny the other day when I um, I came in straight as I came in, I showed you a DM and I was just like, "This person just called me sis. What the fuck?" And you're like, "No, it's a nice message. It's a very nice message." <laughs> yeah. You know, like having that dynamic where someone can put you back in check yeah, and be yeah, like, yeah. don't spiral, yes. don't spiral. And you need, ugh, sorry, you need people like that that you can trust. Like when, when Dutch is talking to his sister, Steph, Dutch is talking to his sister knowing that it is not going to go anywhere. You, right. Steph is not going to go tell anybody. Same way. So it's just, I can't, I don't know. I like, I I, I hope he, you know, he, he faces whatever he, he needs to face. I hope he gets the help that he needs. But People need to. People really, really, really need to know when to draw the line. And even on the topic of the sex tapes, because the way that they're releasing screenshots of it, if someone wants to be a role investigator, they could go and expose some of these girls. So they really need to be careful with that yeah, as well, because yeah. they're not they're not doing a good job of protecting um, the identities of these women. So 
I just think it's just he's he's gonna need to to do a lot of work. Um, just off the back of that, yeah, I think social media needs to stop doing this thing where we give people personalities. Yes, yeah. Let okay. them show themselves, please, because everybody gave Dutch this personality of oh, ladies man, oh yeah, he's this, he's this big, whatever, whatever you want to call it, and look at how look at how the mighty are falling. No! Do you oh. get what I mean? So all of this, oh yeah, you would you would give Dutch this, you would give Dutch that. Make sure they like black women. Make sure they are actually genuinely interested in. Make black sure women. they like black women. That's one that that's one you can't even call these days. Yes. You can't even call black women of age. Please, black women of age. But even then, they'll be riding with black women up until a certain point, and they'll be like, "Whoa, yep. this is where I get this off. This is where I get off the train now." But I just think it's interesting how whenever you want to have that conversation about the black and black men in certain spaces and um white girls and all of that um, or just non-black girls how instantly the conversation shut down because oh it doesn't no 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 leave it leave it because what does that that doesn't mean anything i could do this i could do that preference 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 preference, preference. that's what they are. yeah preference, preference but nobody then. what nobody's ready for that conversation that your preference is heavily informed you know the i think we were even seeing it in the in the room yesterday like you know the things that we are attracted to we didn't create no so you people need to really, 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 really check themselves. And it wasn't it just the other day where we were having a debate about um, guys who go for petite girls or really small girls yeah. are kind of creepy. Loads of guys were pushing back. <laughs> now, what I, what I want I want to give you a visual example. I want to give I want to cast our minds back to the um, the video of that of that guy trying to abduct, abduct yeah, that yeah, girl. Yeah, you know yeah, what we yeah, spoke yeah, about, yeah. and the girl intervened. The blah blah blah. Did you see the visual difference in yeah. build and height between yeah, yeah, them? Yeah. That's similar to Dutch and Tizandos. Wow. I'm not trying to say I'm not trying to say like oh that's to do with age because you get girls that are like thirty and they're that small yeah, and with yeah, guys. Yeah. But I'm trying to put that visually in people's heads. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a reason why these guys go for dainty small girls but they will claim that they'll they'll try and push back and use fat phobia like i just don't want a heavy thing i want to be able to carry her i want to be able to shut up shut up if, if it's such an issue go and bang weights more yeah, go, there you go go and do more so you can lift so up you the can, big you, girls you, you prick but you know that they, they're always trying to find a way around it that is to lash out at women in um in one way shape or form so yeah it was just a very disconcerting thing to 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 witness where i definitely feel a type of way about the kind of uh the age of the girls he's talking to at the same time thinking like rah the extent of this exposure was, was a bit was it's a bit wild violent. it yeah. was very it was very violent i feel weird even it was unrelenting yes yes so um so that's that anyway and then um I saw quickly that um Joe Biden and Kamala or Kamala Harris or whatever they want to call her um they're trying to raise funds to be able to go through the transition um of presidency because Donald is not having it. I'm not even when it comes to Trump. I'm not even like angry at him anymore. It's more of like that you know like when someone won't leave you alone. Like, <laughs> that's like like Trump. Just please, man. Like I'm begging. Like chill. Like allow me. Yeah, that's yeah. how I feel. Like, Trump, allow me, man. Like seriously, allow me, man. Like you're actually it's bullying. Yeah, like, at this point, taking, you're taking the piss, Trump. Right. Like, that's just how I feel with it. And like you're asking Americans to fund. Yes. At this point now, Biden and Harris are having to ask America to fund because Trump refuses to step down. We did it, Joe. You're going to be the next president of the United States. (laughs) (laughs) We did it, Joe. We did it, Joe. (laughs) Oh, God. We did it. (laughs) Someone said, we did it, Joe. We made it to Friday. (laughs) You know, people are going to start remixing that now. 
but I don't know. I don't know if you guys spoke too soon or. But please make sure Joe Biden, you enter that White House or you better make sure. But you this enter one that, that you're White doing House funding, or... you man gave them um as um what is it stimulus checks? You gave them one thousand two hundred dollars. You're basically asking for the one thousand two hundred dollars back, <laughs> basically, <laughs> <laughs> to help you fund your transition. But yo, ain't it fucked up that that's all they've got? I but, didn't. I didn't actually realize since that March. until. Yo, one thousand two hundred. And you're and you're complaining about uprisings. You're talking about buildings being kicked down and this and that. You gave them one thousand two hundred dollars. When they were like, oh, maybe you should give them more money. Ah, ha 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 ha. No. no. Ah, that's that is shocking. It's ridiculous. It's Ooh. ridiculous. And so now the people that you only gave one thousand two hundred dollars to, you're not ask, asking them to help you fund the transition. This GoFundMe culture is what I'll call it. That that is when it's gone too far because we could we should not be funding politicians. That's not what. Even I saw one the other day where people were doing a GoFundMe for Jeremy Corbyn because oh this and that because of his suspension from the Labour Party. No, he's been reinstated. Right, but why did he need? Why did he need a GoFundMe? You know, I, I man's know. paid he's paid he's got money these gofundmes are they're getting they're, they're, they're getting, getting they're out getting of ridiculous, hand honestly they're getting they're getting ridiculous and i just feel like it's one of those ones where it's like i'm all when it comes to like helping local communities and like individuals i'm all for that but why corbyn biden and harris no you lot can people be, that have got money you lot can piss off. Go and ask your packs and your super packs that yeah. fund your campaigns. Go and ask them for fucking money. You're coming to come and ask here for what? But do you know what? You you grow up and you realize that wealth is a funny, funny thing. The people that you think are rich maybe have a lot of assets, but not like money. They like don't have that. liquid assets. Yeah. No, it's it's it's. I I it really opened my eyes. Like you you think people just have like three hundred thousand in the bank? You could see an A list celebrity, and you. They might only have like twenty five thousand right it, now. Talk it, it is like wealth is a different, different. It's an thing. interesting, it's thing. very interesting thing. I remember having one client, very like wealthy, um, and she'd be talking to me about things, and she'd be like, "Oh, um, yes, yeah, so I want to buy um, something. I want to buy a new place. So I've just been looking, and I'm really interested in this place, and it's going for like two. Um, and maybe I I can knock it down to maybe getting it for like one seven five at one. And I'm just like, what numbers is she saying? And she showed me the thing. She's talking about two million. Oh like, god! Oh, she's I talking would've, about two million. Up. You know, like wait, you just want to throw up all over yourself. Yeah, you just want to throw up all over yourself. And she's like, oh. You know, at the moment, I can't buy too many things because I don't have much, like, liquid. Um, But, you know, um, if I move things around, then I can get... And I was just like, what, you don't have much liquid? And and I was like, oh, liquid assets, like cash. cash. It's weird. I never thought about it like that. Like, they don't... Not not, not everyone has cash. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they've got assets. Like, they've got things that they can sell off. Exactly. And a lot of people need to... Are going to hold on to that cash because they need to wait for their next job. yeah. And then that next job, they're gonna to have to give smart percentages out to, yeah. and they're gonna to have to wait tax. I just think it's, wealth is not as straightforward as people think. It really isn't. It really, it really, really isn't. isn't. I set my intentions last um, winter solstice that oh, I want to be making this particular amount a month, you know, to be able to do this and to do that. Trust and believe. Like the ancestors answered me. They answered me. Okay. Like I, I, if I look in my account, I'm getting that amount a month. But the, all the outgoings have also have so, also joined been that. Quite high as well, oh, yeah. mate. And that's a, also a good point. You know, the more money you make, your lifestyle becomes a little bit more expensive yeah. if you're doing it yeah, right yeah, anyway. Yeah. So yeah. it's all relative. I don't know. I just think it's one of those things. But it comes back to the point. Politicians should not 
be asking for money. No, they should not. And I and I hate it here. I fucking hate it here. And other news of hating it here, Sainsbury's. Sainsbury's released an advert, a Christmas advert with a black family um, making gravy, which was very emotional, very um, quintessential Christmas-esque. Um, and, um, well, yeah, the girls are fighting. <laughs> where's the British version? Is this England? Okay, great, but where's the British version? <laughs> <laughs> wow. They only make 3% of the population. Why do they need to be in 100% of the adverts? Oh. 100%, you bitch. 100%. And I think the funniest thing about this, yeah, I always say that. The funniest thing about this is that Sainsbury's had three ads. Yes. They had three um, types of um, ads like that that they were going to roll out. And I'm sure knowing them, they wanted it to be diverse. So they had a black family. They're going to give us a white family and they might, might even give us an Asian family. Yes. And it was that they were, as they're rolling it out, you guys, the racists don't even have patience. They don't have patience, no. Because they want them all gone now. They want all the nignogs gone. I just would not expect a Sainsbury's ad to really demonstrate most of what is wrong with the UK. But I most I was things do. Blown away by that. And some of them were, you know, some of them are getting a bit aggressive now. They, they're showing avies now. You remember before it was just cats? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was cats what were being racist yeah, to yeah, us. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now they're showing that avies there. They got Facebook links. They're like, no, come and fucking find me. Come, come and, and, and fucking me. find me. Energy. You know where I'm at. You know where I be. Yes. <laughs> It's the energy, Sainsbury, the, the, the Sainsbury, and the comments were just disgusting. Yeah. But my Britain ain't racist, though. No, Britain isn't racist. Britain isn't Britain, racist. Britain you isn't are just racist. taking it's things apart. It's, it's the most tolerant country in the world. But, you know, we have to be serious here when we're looking at the things like, and now they're playing out and stuff. Like, I don't mind you playing the football and that, but, you know, you've got to keep your attitude in check because some of them have got a chip on their shoulder and that. <laughs> but, you know, when I'm looking at other things, like, you can't walk down the street for the amount of, like, blacks and Asians that you're seeing. And I don't mind them. Like, you can be any colour, honestly. You can be. I've got mate Black Gary. He's all right to me. You know, I don't have. We a have a laugh. We have a laugh together, <laughs> Gary and me, Black Gaz. Um, but my issue is that you know I've got to protect my my daughters because you know you don't want them to you know to, to get to get taken advantage of by by these Asians and stuff like you you see them in, in, in the grooming gangs and that. So uh, yeah, so I I just feel like when we're making adverts, we don't really want to be making adverts where where we're, we're encouraging that sort of behavior <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> ridiculous but i think what kind of pissed me off more off the back of that i think i would have mentioned it to you so then tesco maybe it happened the same day or maybe a day after or a couple days after tesco then released their christmas ad and they thought it would be a good idea i guess based off the responses to the sainsbury's ad to remove the only black couple that they featured in that advert. Yeah, my friend she, Vanessa, Vivi Brownstein. Oh, you know her? Yeah. Oh, sick. Yeah. She then called it out and she was like, guys, can you believe that this is a beautiful woman, by the way? She, guys, Vanessa is fucking stunning. Ooh, ah, Do you know, like, have you, not even to come off subject, but I need to take a moment for how fucking buff Vanessa no, she's is. Beautiful. She's like, beautiful. I can't even pronounce her surname. I know Vanessa Van, Verpier? Van, Van der Poeer. Now, let's get it. Now, now we have to get it right now because we, I know how to spell it. I just don't know how to pronounce it. Sorry, Vanessa. But anyway, like, this woman has been buff forever and she's not one of them ones that she's just buff on um, Instagram. She came to the studio because we did a supermodel. Um, thing together okay. and she came to the studio um and supermore organized it and when she was at the studio i remember just looking at her in person like you're just nice what yeah what the fuck is this 
what the fuck is this? How are you this beautiful in person? Like her skin yes. is so gorgeous. Like yes. it's so clear, so beautiful. Her figure, nah, her eyes. I've never seen such bright eyes mm-hmm. before. Her eyes are so bright. Her lips are so full. Like she is stunning. I don't want to go to a casting that she's also going to a casting for. You know, like when you walk in and you're like, oh, okay, well, thanks so much. <laughs> thanks so much for having me. I'll be just, I'll be off. No, and she's fine. also in Bulletproof on Sky. She's um, an actor. Yeah, she's on um, in Bulletproof. Oh, I thought she was a model. Okay, well, no, she, no, whatever reason, Neil she, Clark. She, she is gorgeous. And I'm so glad anyways that she brought it to everyone's attention. Because, you know, for some people, once you get that money, it's like, well, you just, whether you want to show me or not, that's up to you. But she knew the time. She knew why. No, no, no. Let me, let us come back there. Let us rewind or as an actor, yeah, when we do commercials, we get a basic studio fee and we get a buyout fee. So like imagine what advert did I do? Like let's, one of the adverts, yeah. So let's say an advert, your the basic studio fee, which is like your day rate, okay. is three hundred and fifty pounds, yeah. Oh god. But the right, but the buyout fee sometimes is anywhere between I don't know five thousand pounds. Sometimes it could go if you get an alcohol commercial, it can go all the way up to maybe like twenty five thirty five k. Oh, that's your buyout, right? Because they want to be, and that's usually because they're buying world rights to show yeah, your face. So they want to be able to re- rinse that video without you getting royalties. Off right, it. but then that's that buys you out for like a year or something. Thing. Oh, if they want to, a, most times a lifetime but if they want to do if they want to buy you out year after year then they have to roll it out so one of the ones that i was recently um um looking at that they wanted to they would buy you out for 27k and then that's only bought, bought you out for one year they've got to then buy you out oh really every, oh, yeah God. every year if they wanted to bring I was, right one commercial would set you up for life but that's what that's why actors take on commercials because okay. it's like while you're waiting for your big break if you get one commercial you can cover your 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 money for a year oh, you know okay. or get a couple you cover quite a bit of money for the year that makes sense. Okay. right so um but 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 mm-hmm. that buyout fee is contingent upon you being in the final edit of the commercial okay. and so that's where the piss take happens so is there two negotiations then where you know you speak initially before you actually shoot it and then you speak after you shoot, or you sign that on the premise that if it does go ahead okay yes you, yes yes you, so, so they'll pay you so like when i did iron brew for instance iron brew you know they flew me out i was getting paid um studio rate basic uh studio rate for every day that i was out there i think i was out there for like, over seven days or something so i'm getting all of that and then if they now after filming me doing everything then got to editing and they would decide to cut me out all I'm going to have is that money that I had going um, right, for okay. the days no, of filming. It. Right. So that's where the piss take is that you now cut, you, you, what, first you acquiesce to, to the racist, but then now you've cut the person out. So they're not even going to get the buyout money. That, that's, that, that changes it for me. That makes me way more angry. I, I, I don't, I don't even, I'm trying to think, does she have a legal basis? To, she probably no, doesn't. no, no, because that's probably what you signed yeah. when you get it. Like you're getting that buyout if we show your face. That is so sickening. And she even made a great point as well. She said, what if I didn't film behind the scenes? Yeah. I wouldn't have proof that I was All she would be able to say is, oh, I filmed Tesco and they cut me out and people are like, oh really, did you? But yeah. she showed us yeah. the whole thing. That is, that is, is sickening. And I think for me, it's even more sickening because Tesco, after seeing the response that Sainsbury's got, or even before even seeing it, the, the fact that they wanted to put her in the ad anyways, they're, they're aware of what needs to change in society. So by that, I'm, I, they understand that our blackness for now is 
political. But they were the ones, same ones that made a big deal of the fact that they were selling skin coloured plasters. Remember, they put out a whole press release that Tesco are now selling flesh coloured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, they made it around when Noughts and Crosses came out, they were making a whole big deal of that yeah. only to now the same Tesco say, no, we've got to take the blacks out because, right. you know, we, we don't we don't want the girls to be angry. I thought that was absolutely sickening. You're aware as to how political our blackness is and you don't even, you don't want to do anything to correct the issues in society. And my thing but it is was that, like Joe Malone and John yeah, yeah, Boyega. Yeah, and Boyega. It's the same thing. My thing is that say, people and people like Sainsbury's and Tesco, the reason why they're at this stage that they're in now is because for too long, they have ignored racism. Everyone thinks that, oh, well, I'm just a supermarket. What am I going to do to racism? What you're, this is what you're, this is what, what you're doing now is what you should have been doing for ages. Yeah. These adverts, representation, diversity, all of that is what we've sort of seen from ages ago. So you guys now have to deal with the backlash that you're going to get from it. Don't try and run from it, which mm. is what Tesco was doing. And I'm happy that Sainsbury's dealt with it. And I'm happy that Sainsbury's haven't actually even responded to it properly. They don't need to respond yeah. to it. They're yeah. showing people, this is your Britain. We're which just the supermarket. You're saying that you're upset about it because it's not representing you. It's one advert out of what, four three. or three right. that we're rolling okay, out. But even if it was just the one. What now? Right now. Well, you're saying, no, it doesn't represent me, but Aldi have one for carrots. <laughs> Are you represented, Are you represented by, by that? Argos had aliens. Is that you as well? No. But you're happy with those things as long as it's not pushing the black agenda in your face. Even on the topic of the carrots, someone even said, oh, how Aldi did the carrots because they didn't want <laughs> people are, people are yeah. creating fake people to avoid yes. such a diversity. So I'm not even comfortable with the carrots one as well. Of course we're not. Do comfortable. Do, yeah. do with your chest. So. Of course we're not comfortable. But the thing is, that doesn't get them vexed. That's like that's why they like it. They're yeah. like, oh yeah, well, that's fine. The carrots can be there. Especially also if the carrots sound white. Yeah. Then they're happy. Then, then they're happy as long as they don't have a Jamaican accent. Or any, <laughs> anything to Is that a fucking jerk carrot? I've had it. I've had it with this country. A fucking jerk carrot. What next? So no, it's it's absolutely mad. No, out fuck here. Tesco for that. And now that you've explained the whole buyout thing as well, so to know that she is not now going to be paid less, or she's not going to get money that I, I feel she's, she's owed. Just gone, she would have just gotten her. She would just gotten her day rate. Her day rate. That's, that's it. That's crazy that's really sad because yeah if you don't make it in the final edits they tell you all the time like if and that's why they wait to pay you um so they can pay your day rate you might your agent might get that money before um or after you finished your you the job but the buyout or the that money doesn't come until actually when the thing is aired yeah these things can take ages sometimes so again it makes sense and it goes back to our conversation around the wealth really that Fam, you could just you could you could look wealthy, but you may not have cash in your account for a while. True. Anyway, talking of castings. Oh, talking of castings. Um, so I saw this video. Um, ah, oh, it's so <sighs> embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. So for con- context, this actor, he um he was doing because a lot of us actors have to do um all the castings via Zoom now or send in a self tape or sometimes you send in a self tape and then after they've watched it, if they want to go ahead with you or see you or recall you, then you would have a Zoom casting. Um, so the director can speak to you through Zoom. So anyway, this actor, he was on Zoom. Um, where did I save it? He was on Zoom and he was, you know, um, getting ready, getting ready to act, do his thing, only for um, the director to think that he was on mute. The director thought he had put himself on mute while he was watching this actor. The actor's name is Lucas Lucas Gage. Mm -hmm. Um, But he wasn't on mute and he was chatting shit about the actor's um, apartment. So I'm just going to play it for you. 
Let's see if it'll... Oh. These poor people live in these tiny apartments. Like, I'm looking at his, you know, background, and he's got his TV and, and you know... Yeah, mute it. I know, it's a shitty apartment. That's why give me this job so I can get a better one. All right. Um, ready? Oh, my yeah. God. I'm so, so sorry. No, it's totally... Listen, I'm living I'm in a so sorry. I'm living in a four by four box. It's fine. Just give me the job and we'll be no, fine. I, I'm mortified. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the it's the I'm mortified. Oh, why has it been such an embarrassing week? Yeah, seriously, why has it been the year such... of reckoning? Oh, I would have just dissolved into something. I just don't know what I would have done. I don't either of them. But I'm embarrassed for both of them. I'm embarrassed like... for both of them. But Lucas there showed grace. Oh, he's oh. grace that I don't think I possess. Good sport. Because me, I've already made my peace with the fact that I'm clearly not getting the job. Because what I'm going to do to you Ooh. on this Zoom call, you won't even be able to press leave. Ooh. You will not leave this meeting because I will... I will Verbally oh, deal with you. Oh, that was embarrassing. I don't care if I never work in this industry again, because that's what they like to tell you. You'll yeah. never work in this industry again. Fine. But before I leave this industry, I will deal with you. Yeah, I'm going to know about it. Oh, Oh, what my is he? God. What is he? What is his apartment got to do with anything? And my thing is that okay, fuck the mute and unmute. Like, there's a time and a place. Yes, I don't know how this. If was, you want to chat shit, yes, yes, I don't know. I don't know how this w- was working. Whether it was just like a voice that the director was being seen through, but I'm imagining that you can both see each you other. You can see each other, yeah. right? So even if you're mute and like you're you're and you want to make a comment about someone. How can you just wait until the call is over? Like, damn. And, and I, it was a British um, it was a um, director, director yeah, as well. And I'm glad because I've been saying that the British people and the British um, casting directors and some of the British directors, they're bad vibes. They're bad vibes. There's one casting director in particular. I can't fucking stand them because every time I've been to a casting, they just move with this energy of like, oh, you feel like you're invincible. Like no one can touch you. Behave yourself. Behave yourself because all I promise you, where God wants me to get to, it's not you that will stop me. Right. And there's so many casting directors that have said to actors that, oh, you're not very good. I don't think you're going to make it in this industry. Only for them to go on to be one of the biggest stars ever. There you are. Like, you don't know anything. Just do what you're doing and, and face your front. If you either cast me or don't, but don't be c- talking shit about my apartment. And if you're talking shit about the TV, what do you want him to do? <sighs> because then if his apartment was nice and fancy, you would have been intimidated by that. Right. Or would, what would you have said about that? Right. He doesn't need this job. He's already got nice things. Oh, it's horrible. And you don't even know why people are even in, living in their small apartment. You don't know what people are... Oh, you don't know what people but, are going through. Oh, it's too much, man. But I love Lucas's energy because he was just like, um, everything will be fine if you give, give me, me the, the job. job. Yeah, don't worry. Give me the job and I won't be living in this four by four. Because what anymore. I'm telling you here is that after what you've just said now, bitch, you the, your best your job. best option is to give me that I job. I think now it's gone viral though. It must have been at a point where he knew he hadn't got the job so made it viral. <laughs> because I can't imagine him having gotten that job and still releasing the video. Well, true. Yeah, true. So he obviously didn't get it. Sorry about that. But at least you got that viral video out. It would have been nice to see the guy's face if it was like a... You know, like when it's like an actual chat. But then there would have been like, oh, defamation of character. I didn't consent to my video being out there. That's why I like that you just used his voice because those who know, no. know. Okay, so you can't. Oh, I'm mortified. Why are you mortified? This is what I hate about that in- uh, English sensibility as well. You were do- what you were being petty. Like you said, there's a there's a place and time to make your shitty comments. You didn't need to make it right there and no, then. No, it could have waited. And we everyone knows everyone chat shit. Like, yes, you know, you know, you come off the phone. You're like, oh my gosh. 
really was that yeah. you know what I mean you, but that's never going to hurt the person they don't know yeah, they're off the yeah. phone all of that like well should there be there be in be present be be in the moment don't don't be chatting shit about people on the slide i think it's just much but this is why i don't even like having camera on in zooms and things like that like people are so concerned with what's happening in your background like i was talking to somebody the other day they called me because they were interested in me doing um you know potentially working with them for a show or whatever and the call hasn't been all of three minutes and it's just like oh i love your is that wallpaper is that paint that you know that how that's done in your background i really love it yeah my blue wall yeah Yeah, but i'm just like can can we focus can we focus and we don't stop trying to see what's happening in my background and focus on what's happening the same way even on mine they're like oh oh sneak you never you never draw your curtains Uh -uh. can we can we (laughs) stick to the conversation why are you telling me i never draw my curtains that means you've been taking notes really they have been they're like so did you never draw your curtains is everything okay ah. Ah. boy Whew. so ever since then now when i go on the call now you know i don't know if you know but there's these options where you can like make fun backgrounds yeah yeah so my background's now a beach <laughs> so my background will now be now a my beach curtains now. aren't drawn now my curtains aren't drawn now because you guys you don't want to focus and pay attention you're lucky i even turned my camera on i hate it Kevin Morosky, um, we were doing something together the other day mm. and um, he was speaking to me through Zoom and it was like a corporate, like, white people thing. Mm-hmm. And if you come and see this guy's background, he had um, a, a black woman's feet and she's got her nail extensions on her feet and she's wearing Louis, <laughs> I love v, him. She's wearing Louis V's um, slippers and then she's holding dollar bills <laughs> and squatting. And then the guy was like, oh, that's a very interesting um, background that you've got. He was like, yeah. That was it. Just I love it. Yeah, fine. What? What do you? What? What, what do you, you want? want? You fine. Want? Wait, was that his um actual? He was in the room with the picture there. Or? No, that was his superimposed. Oh, uh, the fun background. One. Yeah. Oh. And oh, so you, you actively, one. you actively, tra- yeah, you just select one of your pictures yeah, 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 and put yeah, it yeah, as your yeah. background. So you put that, and I was just like energy, energy. I love that energy because you can't tell that. me nothing. What, I'm what senior in this role, and this is the image that I want to have. Now what? I especially love that he just said yeah. Yeah, he was just like yeah. I'm not going to entertain you and explain it to you. No. And that's why everyone posturing with like their bookshelves and like angling one book at to the side to kind of show you what they're reading. Which is, which is probably um, why I'm no longer talking to white people about race. Right. Just so you know, just so you just know, so you know that they're woke. I, I am. I have never slept. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want people seeing my house. That's why I always choose a plain wall. And even when I'm choosing a plain wall, it's like, oh, I love that blue. What's the name? Of the blue. Oh God, give me a break. Piss off. Go away. Go away. Leave me. All right. So, um, all right. Let's go then to. Do we want to talk about Sia and the, the casting? Because that was another casting. Ooh, I don't know. But Sia didn't delete that. I would prefer to if Sia deleted the tweet, but Sia's still going through it. So I don't know if I want to. It was just a bit insensitive what she said, wasn't it? But then they're now saying that people are what trolling her? Are they? I don't know. We'll leave that because yeah. I, d- I I don't I don't know what the, what's going on with Sia, but I, I think people are still dealing with her. Yeah. Anyway, then that takes us to Straw of the Week, aka Suck Your Mum. So we've got one letter in, and then I'll read um my nomination. So this one says um uh here we go hi kalechi i hope you and your family are doing well thanks so much for everything you do i've listened to every single episode of your podcast now starting from 
the beginning got me through the first lockdown and I always scream slash laugh at your tweets and videos. I'd like to nominate the UK poll industry for straw of the week. This letter focuses on a specific event involving a specific person, but it's clear the whole industry is fucked. I'm a cis white woman who's been pole dancing for the last 10 years. And although I'm not involved in the industry in terms of business slash competing, I feel it's my duty to call this out. A couple of weeks ago, the UK lineup for a well-known pole franchise was announced and posted on social media and it was De decidedly thin, cis and white. A UK-based pole dancer posted the lineup to her Instagram stories with the caption, the pole industry still clearly has a lot of work to do. Black Lives Matter. Nothing too controversial about that, some might think. And um, a very good point was made, especially since the organiser and most of the lineup had posted their black squares just a few short months ago. Well, the organiser of the show, a cis white woman, was extremely upset by this. Keep in mind when you read this, that the organiser is a highly influential person in the UK pole industri um, industry with her fingers in multiple pole pies, including running multiple popular competitions and a corporate role in a global pole company. Firstly, she sent a private message to the dancer. I could spend hours just telling you about these images, um, telling you about these messages. But here's a few highlights in a Sally and HR voice. <laughs> I'm just wondering why you are calling me a racist when all I'm trying to do is something nice. Have I offended you in some way? The lineup was not about race. Instead of messaging privately, I get publicly slammed. I will not be bullied and accused of something I'm not. It's cyberbullying and it's not okay. I think you get the drift. It's worth mentioning the organiser wasn't named or tagged in the Instagram story. She chose to make herself the victim, as us white women love to do. She then proceeded to make a public post on her personal Facebook account, so even people like me who aren't friends with her could view it. She posted a screenshot of the dancer's Instagram story, including her Instagram handle, along with a long caption which began... So I'd like to bring something to your attention. <laughs> Today I have been accused of being a racist... And this isn't even the worst part. The comments on her post were absolutely vile. You can imagine how many. Oh no, I hope you're okay, hon. You're not a racist. You're so nice to me. And people will find any way to be offended these days. Comments were, uh, um, comments there were, um, um, again, I could spend hours telling you about them. In the comments were professional dancers, well-known pole celebrities and studio owners. Not one person had the sense to point out that the lineup was exclusively white and no one was accusing her of anything, although they absolutely should. The post was swiftly deleted and replaced with a I don't want any negativity. Social media is for happy thoughts post. Being the professional screenshotter that I am, I documented the whole thing to my Instagram stories, excluding names, and it began to be shared far and wide. A couple of days later, more diverse dancers were added to the lineup, e.g. she asked some black dancers to perform. Then there was an Instagram apology in the form of a diversity statement. Comments were switched off to prevent any discussion after someone, me, asked if she would apologise for even um, or even acknowledged the now infamous Facebook post. A few days later, the event was cancelled with no official explanation. The organiser made a private post to her personal Facebook um, account confirming the cancellation saying, the choice to cancel has come as we feel it's not the right time to be celebrating after the issues on social media. 
whatever the fuck that's supposed to mean. She turned comments off the post, deactivated all of her related social media, and we haven't heard from her since. During the whole this whole fiasco, not one of the white dancers who were on that lineup took to social media to speak about the situation. I understand that times are hard and many of those people rely on the pole industry for their livelihood, although all dancers were doing this show for free. But the fuck, um, what, but what the fuck happened to all of those diversity and inclusive and um, inclusivity workshops and conversations we had only months ago? What happened to the promises of doing better and listening and learning? As a result of speaking about this, I received hundreds of messages from people in the pole world, professional dancers, dancers who had had choice words to say about the organizer plus size dancers, black dancers, trans dancers, non-binary dancers, sex workers, many with awful stories to tell about their experiences in the pole industry, bullying, exclusion, racism, fat shaming, anti-sex worker rhetoric, being banned from studios, defensive slash aggressive studio owners, you name it. It goes on in the pole industry. And of course it does because it's being taken over by cis white women. I have lots more to say about this, but I'll leave it there. There's a lot of things we need to change about this industry and I'm doing what I can to bring about this person's downfall to start things off. (laughs) (laughs) There's people out there doing amazing things, but this bullshit is rife and we're sick of it. Thanks so much for taking the time to read this. Just before you even give your take on it, yeah. And why do I feel like I was listening to what happened with you? Oh, in Manchester. Oh. That was It's eerie. funny that you say that because you're not far off on who the person is. They're related, they're related somehow. Yeah. That's scary. Yep. So that means they haven't stopped their fuckery. You're joking. Are you being for real? They're close. They're close. They're, wow. they're, they're, they're birds of a feather. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I just, I, I was listening to it thinking, did Cole send herself an email? <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> no, that sounded like your situation though. So, whoa, that was... You would rather cancel an event than have black people in it. Or even the dress. <laughs> of, of, of the fact that you managed to organise this whole thing and miss them out. And that's why, that's why, what's funny about race is that they would, they are happy to die if the, if black people are dying with them. Do you know yeah, I mean? yeah, that, yeah, That's yeah, literally yeah, what yeah, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, like yeah. Let's all die then. Let's all die. We, I cannot <laughs> handle you guys being equal to us yeah so let's die let's just die i don't want i don't want any of what you're talking about I think right now. from a business point of view that was a shit business move to cancel um the event based on that you should have ran the event and addressed the issue no but that but that's how deeply i, I say all the time like you know me and the studio and you saw how i went about even getting the studio up and running and things like that and you know i don't fuck with anyone really in the pole industry i don't talk to any of the pole girls like that like i keep myself very much to myself i don't like to be in um pole dance industry higgy mm-hmm. but um dear a who wrote this in um definitely send this to all the pole people then yes. and let them know that yes. the reason that I, Kelechi Olufumlayo Okafor, does not fuck with the pole dance industry is because of its deeply entrenched racism, its fat phobia, its transphobia, its um, non-binary people phobia, all of them things there. Mm-hmm. Their, um, their love for Miley, Miley Cyrus's version of twerking. Yeah, their love for Miley Cyrus and, 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 and sh- shaking her long back. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, and but most importantly, the anti-sex worker rhetoric is what I fucking hate i hate it because you lot you would have nothing if it wasn't for sex workers we would have no pole industry if it was not for sex workers yet at every turn you man are denigrating them and trying to position yourself as somehow superior fuck you 
fuck you first and foremost. You want to call these kind of um, competitions um, dance filthy and whatever the fuck. Um, but the filth is your racism. That is your filth. Your fi- The filth is your racism. And I, you know... It, to me, just it's just sickens me. But I've been tired of the pole industry for since I worked at the p- p- last pole studio that I worked at. I knew that I wanted nothing to do with white women, especially white women studio owners or white women organizers. Because for the most part, I mean, don't get me wrong, I've met a couple that are actually sick, and mm-hmm. I and I really enjoy them, and they and they're great people. But for the most part, the majority are absolutely vile, and that that anti blackness jumps out the moment that you're asked you're asking them to address anything whatsoever i'm not surprised by this in the slightest i mentioned on the podcast before about the white girl that went and painted herself um black she went to do blackface because she wanted to do a sister act pole performance and she said that she was doing it because she really loves Whoopi goldberg and wanted to show her appreciation and then when she was called out about how offensive she was she was just like oh today people have taken something the wrong way that i meant for good oh god People took it the way you presented it. But it what, was wrong. But what gets me is the comments. When you, you've you got white um, polebrities, as they like to call them, especially like there's a specific white male polebrity that really fucking pisses me off. Like anytime you try to mention anything to do with racism, oh, oh no, but I'm from this marginalized community. So, so oh, that fuck fuck off. piss off. Fuck you piss off. You're off. so anti-black. It's disgusting. It makes me sick. So... I'm I'm really not shocked. Like when I see the comments, though, it's just like you, well, it's like we said last week or whenever. Like white people forgiving other white people for, race, for racism. I, I, I think I, it's a phenomenon for me. I think it's absolutely crazy. Even even when you think about comments like, "Oh, uh, oh my God, Katie, you're not racist. You you you're always nice to me, white person." <laughs> You're always nice to me, white person. <laughs> and and even if you are a black person saying that, so oh, you're you you got a blight, but you, because they're nice to you, one that means that they that can't that they can't be racist to other Ugh, people. Just don't. And I've always maintained it. When white people truly understand the nature of racism, the ones that want to, they will be shocked. Yes, yes, they will be shocked yeah. to the core. Yeah, because clearly, what 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 it's demonstrating is that people don't understand. Racism, for you to be able to say something like, oh, you're not racist, you've always been nice to me, you're a dickhead. You're a dickhead because you think it's about niceness. Yes. And you will be shocked when you find out that someone could be a nice person. They could be... And a raging, raging racist. Violent racist. (laughs) People don't understand. Um, Yeah, it just makes me very, very... um sad but i know that things won't change there which is why i just don't fuck with um, well, i'm, the I'm happy with what you did you know you took yourself out of that industry and you made your own i feel like it was you you probably didn't even know what you were going to end up doing when you yeah. when you left there but it happened now and, and i think it's great i think that's what more people should be doing create your own spaces and i know it's easier said than done but you know, if you can't create your own space, find a space that fits for you. Because there is, there is a space, and there I feel like a, more, yeah. more, more black women are realizing that. Nah, why am I, why am I gonna try my best to fit in into this industry that does nothing for me? So but, I'm seeing, a, I'm seeing a rise in people just creating their own spaces, and, and I think that's what we we need to move towards doing. Like, we should not be looking at these 
white pole dance industries and seeing black girls in there. No, we should we should have a black girl pole industry and the white girls can have their pole industry yeah. as well. But the moment you do that, all of the flamey shit, all of the innovative shit that's going to be happening in the black girl space, suddenly the white girls will want access to it. And it's always like, oh, can you let my friend in? That's what always happens. Can you let my friend in? And then your friend comes in and wants to bring another friend and another friend. And if we don't let you in, then we're being divisive. Then yeah. we're being nasty. Then we're being reverse racist. This is the thing. Like, you don't want us to have our things, but when we're in your spaces, it doesn't make sense. I see the frustration. It's so frustrating. And that's why Delijah Franklin, she created Black Girls Poll because when she started polling, she said she didn't see any of us. She didn't even like, do other Black Girls Poll? Because I don't know where they are. Mm. And she created the Instagram page and it blew up because that you know we all had a way of finding each other and then Layla's now come along um, and Layla's now got Blackstage that she's created and Layla was actually trying to do um her own like showcase that focused on you know um celebrating and putting out marginalized um pole dancers and putting them center stage literally um and then covid hit so she didn't get to have her event and she was a crowdfunding for it and everything and layla's event didn't get to go ahead but i know that when layla's event goes ahead in 2021 after people have seen what's taking place with this filth it's gonna be it's gonna bang it's gonna be lit yeah but and 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 you know this is what we need more of and i'm always careful of like when i see something happening going oh i'm just gonna go and create something to deal with it because i understand that there are other people who also have aspirations so rather than being like i'm gonna go and create a pole comp or a pole showcase no no Layla's Layla's doing it so so Layla come through and do it I've already got the studio and that's what I love so much about the way that God blessed me in the time that I've been running this studio because every time you lot want to talk about which pole dance studio is the best on Time Out London and all of them things there it's a black owned studio bitch yeah it's always going to be me I don't care how long you motherfuckers have been there when I came through I shut the game down and so that's how it's staying like you can have all of your um, critique about oh there are no advanced or elite classes you know why there's no advanced or um, elite classes because most of the people who teach them have bad vibes Mm -hmm. so (laughs) I would rather cap the um you know the teaching le- um, level at the studio at a particular point and and give you the best possible um teaching up until that point than to just have anybody at my studio that's got bad energy i would rather not period period and that's on period, period. so thank you for sending that through um and yeah so that's that letter but my straw of the week goes out to brazil mm-hmm. goes out to brazil because I don't know how much people, how much more people are meant to take of police brutality and, um, you know, where do we go from here? Like, really, where does one go from here? So there are protests happening in Brazil, on the streets of Brazil, after um, a black man was killed. Um, I want to say his name is um, Joe Alberto Silveira. Joe um, Alberto Silveira Freitas. He was um, 40 years old. He was repeatedly punched in the face outside of a supermarket. Um, I've got to find the name of that supermarket. I think it was called um, Carose or I've got to get it up. Um, He was repeatedly punched in the face and died um, because of the security guards. So it says here, um, a black man died after being beaten by supermarket security guards in the southern Brazilian city of Porto Alegre on the um, eve of Friday's Black Consciousness Day observation. So they've got a day that's like a a racism um, awareness day and you killed him um, The the day before. Um, sparking outrage as videos of the incident circulated on social media. Um, a short clip showed one guard restraining um, how um, Alberto Silveira Freitas, um, some of you will tell me how to pronounce that properly. I think it's Jao. Jao? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Jao, Jao um, Alberto Silveira Freitas, um, 
just outside the doors of a Carrefour a supermarket while the um, other pummeled him with repeated blows to the face. A store employee stood to the side filming. I'll read that bit again. <sighs> a short clip showed one guard restraining Jao Alberto Silvera Freitas just outside the doors of a Carrefour supermarket while the other pummeled him with repeated blows to the face. A store employee stood to the side filming. Carrefour released a statement lamenting Freitas's brutal death and said it will adopt the appropriate measures to hold the people responsible for this criminal act accountable. It also said it will end its contract with the security company, fire the store manager who was on duty and close the store out of respect for the victim. Well. It's heartbreaking, really. Well, because I just think to myself, what 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 could lead you to pummel someone in like that? Like, I don't get it. Racism. Racism. You know, because we always talk about police brutality and we talk about this and we talk about that. We don't talk about the the extreme violence, the institutional, the systemic racism that's faced by black Brazilians. Can I just clarify something? So are the supermarket security guards a police officers one of them was a former um a military officer or off-duty military officer or whatever okay. one of them was okay. in fact but to me it's like when we're talking about police brutality it's not just because george zimmerman that one he wasn't a, um um george zimmerman wasn't um a police officer no no, no he was just a, 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 a patrol security person yeah. because it's what we're talking about is people your, in positions of policing I guess. yes yeah so I and, guess and the brutality that ensues of from that no i i, I totally get that i totally get that. i think with this particular one though if i'm honest i think this would i don't know I don't know if it makes sense. I think if it was the actual police, mm -hmm. not that it would make it any worse or, or however you call it, but I think it would be a bit more political. If it was, I guess people are treating it politically now. Yeah. But I think it'd be, it, I look at it from like, they're supermarket security guards. They, they should they should just go to prison straight away. It should be easier actually to trial them. Yes, because I they're see what you're saying. Yeah. Security guards. So I'm thinking just like I, I'm just trying to gauge the. But then it's like okay, but but, but 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 that's an isolated incident. The fact is that this is rife right. in Brazil. Okay, but so 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 and that's more of the issue because if it was if it was just the one guy, there would be outrage. There'll be this, but no, it's because look at the favelas, fam. Who lives in the favelas? You know, it's poor black people mm -hmm. live in the favelas, you know, and and the way that the favelas are policed mm. and, the, and the narrative that's run about the favelas that, oh, it's so dangerous and you're this and that. But why is it? Because of poverty. Yes. Why does the poverty exist? Because of the systemic racism. Like, we still come back to the same thing. And so when they're not addressing these issues. Rather, they're just vilifying um, the poor black people in Brazil. Exactly. And because I don't know how they managed to do it, but it's the way that is veiled. And I guess because we're so focused on what happens in America, people aren't really clocking that. Well, Brazil, more black people were taken to Brazil than America. Mm hmm. And so the level of racism that they're facing there, especially since there's the bullshit about, oh, we are all one, we are all one. How is it that we're all one, but it's the lighter, whiter people that are um, in better positions in society here? No, I'm, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that. And I think on just on that point, not that it's necessarily off topic, it kind of ties in, but so I was reading this thread about the phenomenon about everybody hates Chris mm. 
being so huge exactly, yes. in Brazil. And it just made me think about the to point Sheena you just Arnold, made to Sheila yeah. Arnold. Like, she is a... I, when I read the thread, I was blown away. Mm. She is a star in Brazil. Yeah. But purely because they have no black representation on TV. Exactly. She's like the only one that they've got there. So when they, when they had Everybody Hates Chris... It was a fucking smash hit. Yeah. And people to this day, apparently they still, they're still, um, everybody hates Crits uh, fanatics. So yes. I thought that that was interesting. And it just ties in with that point where it's like, if you are not represented, you are not looked like, you You are not looked at, you are not, you're not humanized. About. You're not humanized. Yeah. And that's exactly, and this is why people can beat you down so violently in the supermarket. What? Jesus Christ. It's like, I won't even say if it was a jewelers, it will make it better. But yeah. if it was a jewelers, you could tell me someone was trying to steal something so expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, not that it, would, it wouldn't even make it better, but we've got something to. We've got context. Right. Yeah. Mm. A supermarket. Yeah. Oh. Pummeling him in the face. And then you Jesus. say that you're filming. Just filming. Oh. You watch the back, like. Did you? I, watch, I didn't watch the video. No, I didn't. I can't watch any more of the videos. No, like, I'm, I'm hanging on by a thread. Like, I can't watch any more I'm of these videos. To, to I can't it. do it I don't to think myself. It's, it's right that we allow it into our consciousness. I don't. But like to... and we, but we understand. We go always oh, there for um awareness. But no, because white people have become so desensitized to it that to them and, and they're used to it inherently. If we're talking about trauma traveling in the um you know um genetically in black people, that bloodlust of um black people dying also travels in their bloodstream. No, so, so you're not going to shock them with no, what no, you're no, doing no, there no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm okay with you just describing what happened and, and and i get the gist that's traumatic enough right um and i just want to use this um opportunity to also again say rest in peace uh priest rest in peace to mariella um franco who um was an activist a brazilian activist that was uh assassinated okay. um in 2018 and i um you know i talked about her in an episode when it, when it happened and how distraught that made me because the black women are really out here especially in, especially in brazil fighting for the equality fighting for something fighting for equity fighting for justice and because of how much traction she was gaining notice before bolsonaro really really got his hold on brazil she was assassinated shot point blank range while she was sitting in a car like so Brazilians are tired. Black Afro-Brazilians are fucking fed up. So when you're talking about, oh, but they're burning supermarkets, but they're doing this, but they're this, because they're fed yeah, up. Tired. They're fed up. And nothing is changing. And you'll tell, what what is the point of having a black consciousness day if all you're going to do is kill people the day before it? Oh, God. Now the people are unconscious. <laughs> And you they're know? angry. And they're, oh, nah, it's too much. It's it's too much. So, you know, a massive straw to Brazil because you refuse to want to change. And it's I feel like it's the spiritual energy and the commitment of the Afro-Brazilians that's, um, that's saving so many people right now. And you, even that is waning. People are tired. People are fed up. So Brazil, you could go suck your mum for the amount of blood that you've spilled and you continue to spill. You could suck your mother for eternity and no amount of calling on Oshun will save you because Oshun please. told you to fuck off. Please, 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 please. So that's that for this week's episode of SYM, I guess. I it's guess. Been embarrassing this week, hasn't it? Oh, it's been a mess. It's been a mess. But, um,. Yeah, thank you all so much for listening, sticking out this long. After you've got a nice, juicy, long episode, so I hope you all enjoy yourselves. Thank you for my nominations. Oh my god, <laughs> so happy about that. So yeah, so you got all your nominations. You're truly magnificent. Thank um, you. 
and you deserve you deserve like to me i always say that you're the absolute best person in the world oh, um cool. and i appreciate you greatly um yeah you're just the best Thank so you. you deserve the things and so yeah that's it um you can follow me on at collection of or at say your mind pod you can follow me on sadiq ojn that's on twitter and instagram yeah and that's pretty much it i've been kalechi yoko for and me sadiq and this has been sym officially known as say your mind unofficially known as what what that's right suck, suck your mom and yeah um, if you want to jump on patreon it's patreon.com forward slash kalechi yoko for and um yeah big up skillshare for sponsoring this episode and that's it see you later bye peace it's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Happy sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sippy Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know let you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind